Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. You are listening to the Flagship Podcast with your hosts, Joe Lanza. It's hard to be humble when you're from Arkansas. Which was funny on many levels because why would you be proud of being from Arkansas? That's number one. Arkansas yeah, is a is. terrible place. And Rich Crage. Like Rich. this all started because someone liked a tweet uh, and got annoyed about everybody it. Everybody log off. <laughs> Throw your phones in the body of water closest to you. Stop. This is all terrible. I hate it all. Yeah, it's all so dumb. And we are live here on the flagship podcast. I am Rich. He is Joe. What's happening, Joe? Ready to do championship audio. Yeah, we had to peel you away from the NFL drafts. Uh, a, uh, your favorite of all the drafts. Uh, <laughs> NHL. You prefer the NHL draft a little more to the, to the NFL draft. Every draft stinks. <laughs> I think, uh, here, let me, let me flip over. I think the Lions just selected Snodgrass from Arkansas. Are you excited about that? Oh, favorite? yes. Love. Uh, well, <laughs> Did you so do you do you know the because I don't know how well you listen back to the audio you're you're, you're a flagship re-listener immediately after we record the yes. flagship well uh, you'll every know, download counts yeah absolutely thank you for doing that do it whole family <laughs> make sure the whole family gets in on that but uh, yeah you got the uh, you know I, the the clip I'm playing in the intro right now is the uh, the, the kid that you know uh, as a <laughs> like growing up that had the you know it's hard to be humble when you're from Arkansas. <laughs> Oh, you dug that clip up? <laughs> yeah, we used that clip a couple weeks ago, and I've been using it for the last few weeks, so I like that you bring up that, uh, yeah, in, in Arkansas, you're making that player up, right? I have no idea if you're making that player up or not. So. Would it make a difference either way? No, I would have no clue either way. Yeah, my, uh, my that's NFL why the fandom, NFL... unless Herman Moore is walking through that door, my NFL fandom is, is done. I, uh, I'm, I'm out. Um, as well, a... that's, why, that's why the NFL draft stinks. It's like reading the phone book. Like, a com- like an average fan, you might know – if you know 10 players, that's probably a lot. But people will sit and watch. This thing's a monster. It's going to crush SmackDown tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Killing our rating, I'm sure. They avoided the first round, at least. You don't want to go head-to-head with this first round. So so Impact's going to get destroyed. Um, people love this draft. And I'm a huge NFL fan. You know that. I'm a huge sports fan. I have never – like I can't say never. But probably about 20 years ago, I just stopped wasting my life paying attention to these drafts because one day you just wake up and you're like, wait a minute. I don't know Snodgrass. I don't know who this man is. It, it doesn't mean it, it. No matter who they pick, it doesn't mean anything to me because I don't know any of these people. And even if I did know who they were, I'm not a talent evaluator. It <laughs> right. wouldn't make a difference anyway. And also, yeah, you it's know? impossible it's, to know. I mean, there's so many different factors uh, that play into it. I always get a ride out of the 
I, I love the immediately after the draft draft grades to these people that we've never seen play yes. professional sports. Like, ah, the, the Washington football team or what, what they came up with the name, didn't they? I forget what their stupid name is now. Destroyers uh, or some shit. So I don't know what it is. Fucking Marauders. I don't know what Yeah, let's are. go to the Washington Marauders. Uh, ooh, a, a C minus. Uh, yeah, they picked uh, this cornerback from uh, Michigan State. And I don't know if he's a good fit. Like, you have no idea. Nobody knows. You know nothing. You know, you know absolutely nothing. nothing. Like, the NBA draft, you can kind of sort of because it's like you know the great players in college are usually pretty damn good in the pros like it's kind of a little bit more obvious that guy is immediately going to start or immediately you know play or or, you know it's a little bit of a different story because it's you know five people on the court that guy's going to be a top ish star or whatever but even that can can sometimes cause like some real big giant where i've been like oh this is going to be like like i'm still waiting for thomas robinson to break out <laughs> it's like, i think he's been retired for seven years now or whatever it's like no it doesn't you know doesn't quite work that way so i mean if the nfl wanted to fuck with people i mean they could have one team draft seven fictional players and almost no one would know the yeah difference. no no nobody would have any clue yeah and and no then people would, no pretend oh oh oh, and then, oh that's a terrible pick oh that's a great pick <laughs> no idea nobody knows you have no clue and if you think you have a clue you probably don't have a clue there's experts out there some of them kind of have a clue but also it's like these are like literal children getting drafted into professional sports there will be injuries there'll be attitude things there will be team it's all like it's just a giant crapshoot but uh yeah 80 million people are gonna be watching it right now uh and, and throughout the weekend so i mean if you if you watch college football I could see getting into it because at least you know who the guy who they are. But see, football, see, it, it, football is also tricky because even if you are a big college football fan, you still might not know Snodgrass, the guard from Arkansas. You know what I mean? Like, who again? Maybe I'm making them up. Maybe I'm not. No one knows the difference. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, the football, left guard from Arkansas. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the other thing. Like the NBA draft. There was a period where it really, really sucked hard because when they had the early entry, all of the all of the top picks were high school players and Euros. Yes. Everybody and was looking like, for the next Dirk, and everybody was looking for the next Kobe and LeBron. And, and There's, like, no point watching because you know nothing about any of the players. You never heard of any of them. You're, you're complaining about players that you just found out about three days ago. Yeah, well, unless like, you're in mixtape, bro, because that, that's always been a phenomenon in, in, in at least the basketball circles is, like, these 13 year old kids on like mixtapes or whatever on ball is life.com so or whatever. Gross. So you've no, you've known these kids for a while, but all you've seen is like, you know, them taking jump shots at AU games and like dunking over you know, five, five yeah. kids. And yeah. You're like, all right, it looks pretty good to me. And it's like, well, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's better than all those people, but like, I don't know about professional at- basketball. Like he's better than, yes, he's better than like the kid down the street, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Look at that handle. Okay. Well, it's a, it's a highlight tape. I sure <laughs> right. hope. I sure hope he's not dribbling off his foot in this yeah, uh, highlight. All his life highlight film, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, but but the, the NBA draft's a little better now because now that you have to go for at least one year, you know, a, a casual college basketball fan is going to know at least half the guys that get drafted. Right, 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 round. right. And someone like me that watches a lot of college basketball, I'm going to know practically everyone that gets picked. And you know, it's only a two round draft too. That's the other thing. Right. You're just going to unfortunately be wrong so, about if any of those guys are going to be good or not because you. Yeah. You watch them in college, and you're like, "Wow, this guy's got a big body. <laughs> he looks like he's gonna be, it's just, you know, he's six nine, nice big body." And then, like, yeah, he never plays, and just you know, he's out of the league in a year. So. I can run off a <laughs> dozen college players who I never thought would amount to anything in the NBA because they couldn't shoot, they're terrible, and then halfway through their rookie year, they have a three point stroke. 
how does that happen? Like they, you forget the that these players they get in the gym and they, they work. Yeah. Yeah. You forget. It's like, it's a lot like, you know, young wrestlers where it's dangerous to write them off because you forget that these, some of these guys are still like 18, 19 years old and they're still developing and they couldn't shoot in college. And then they get to the NBA and they're making 253s a year and they're shooting, you know, 39% from three point, you know, it, 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 it doesn't make any sense. Um, but yeah, but at least you know the players. I don't know. Any, come on, these drafts like <laughs> MLB is like I have no thoughts on the NHL draft because I've never, I've never once in my life watched the NHL. Even when I was watching hockey, I never watched the NHL draft because I know I don't know like Canadian junior hockey, and I'm never going to know Canadian junior hockey. So I just like stay out of it or Russia. You know, I don't know Russian leagues or anything like that. But I do like the M MLB draft only because you know for a fact that everybody that they're talking up like. 80% of those guys are never going to make it to the league. So they have to, but they have to every single pick be like, oh, he's an intriguing arm from, you know, Texas. And they show these like three clips of him, you know, throwing and, and like, oh, and then Harold Reynolds is like, oh, you know, I think he's got like a Clayton Kershaw type approach to the game. And it's yeah. like, this guy is never, his arm is going to explode and he's going to be flipping burgers by the time he's 22 years old. Like you have no idea what you're talking about, but they, they have to, yeah. they can't say like, hey, look, all these guys are most likely going to suck. Like three of these guys that we're going to mention over the next hour are ever going to amount to anything but let's you know at least just, so they have to have discussions about all these guys oh he's got you know all all fields power and da, 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 da. he reminds you of a of a young you know otani and it's like no get out of here like it's just the dude like get out I'm, I'm very much a grump with these drafts so i'm such a buzzkill with it I, I i tried to put on the mlb draft last year for <laughs> it's absurd like, like 10 minutes in like after you know, oh, I know that guy from out of the park. Like after saying that to myself two or three times, I'm like, why am I watching this? I, I can't have opinions on this. I'm not out there scouting high school pitchers. I don't know anything about Emerson Hancock. So why am I pretending to know anything <laughs> about him? So you just wave your hands and. Yeah, I, I do. I do kind of. A, I, I wish I still had, but I, again, I've become maybe no fun as well because I used to watch all these drafts. Me and my friends would get together. Yeah. We would do the oh, bad pick. Oh, what a good. You know, yeah. and then like you know, my buddies ask me these days. Like I have one friend that was like, oh, you you know, do you want to come over for the NFL draft? I'm like, no, I don't want to come over for the NFL draft. Why would I want to do that? <laughs> like, you know, I think I got friends now watching it and reacting and oh, it's oh, what a pick. Oh, what a, and it's just like, and I feel bad because yeah. that was fun back in the day, but like. I reached a point in my life, like you said, where I'm just like, this is dumb. I'm not going to do this anymore. So yeah, instead, I'm going to yeah. talk about professional wrestling for three hours. Uh, but Far less dumb than uh, watching the NFL draft is, uh, is is watching professional wrestling all week so we could talk about it for three hours on Thursday nights. <laughs> Way less dumb. Yes. Way less dumb. Much, much better use of, uh, uh, of our time. But, yeah, we have a lot of wrestling uh, to get to. Uh, this week we have New Japan Wrestling Don't Taco. We're going to preview that show. I'll talk about some changes to the show as well. Uh, due to COVID, still uh, still a thing, Joe. COVID still exists, uh, ravaging through Japanese wrestling right now. Uh, we'll talk about that with New Japan uh, as well as Noah. Uh, we will preview the big Noah weekend as well and some uh, exclusive news that we had on FlagshipPatreon.com all about uh, some some of the haps going on in Noah and it's a. Uh, about to be uh, about what you probably would expect is still going on. I know it is it is still happening, but we have some exclusive news. So we'll touch on that. Uh, Triple Mania, the, one of three Triple Mania shows this year. Yes, they have decided to go the WrestleMania route, where they just bastardize the name of their their big show uh, to try to trick people into caring about it, and it worked because we were talking about it when we normally probably would not talk about Triple A. So congratulations uh, to them. It worked out pretty well. Uh, we'll touch on some Dragon Gate departures. 
Uh, and then we're going to bounce around uh, the American wrestling scene, bounce around the indies. We got Impact Wrestling Rebellion, uh, West Coast Pros Game Related. Uh, we both uh, watched that one. Uh, Warrior Wrestling 21. There's a uh, show this weekend from AAW that looks pretty good. PWG is back. They are running this weekend as well. Excited to watch that in August, but probably not actually ever watch it. Uh, and then Defy, uh, they have an interesting thing going on this weekend. They are airing on Pluto. Yes, Pluto is getting into the live wrestling game, uh, so we'll touch on that. Uh, in a bit, but uh, yeah, you want to start with uh, with New Japan here? Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's Do we have any that. ads this week? We didn't no talk ads about. this week. No ads this week. Nobody's sponsoring us this week. Just just us doing it for free. Yeah. Man, business isn't booming, huh? Yeah, they saw the NFL draft and they put all their money there. So true. You yeah, see a, a meal delivery kit ad on uh, the NFL draft. You know where that money went. So instead of to us, mm-hmm. went to Roger Goodell. Yeah, the, uh, the NFL, the coffers of uh, the NFL owners. So. Hmm. All right. Small business like us. You know, it is what it is. It's fine. It's okay. I'm I'm just trying to put food on the table. <laughs> right. I'm not mad. You're mad. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm good. That's all I'm trying to do. <laughs> trying to cover my nut, Rich Crage. That's all I'm trying <laughs> right, to do. Yeah, yeah. Where'd that phrase ever come? Cover your nuts. Cover Does your that come nuts. From yeah. Squirrels is something to do with squirrels. Cover uh, your nuts. Well, I'm sure it has to do with squirrels. Yeah. I just don't. I don't know how that exactly applies to. Uh, um, paying bills. Yeah, say. yeah. It's it's not like it's not the same thing. Because the cover of the nuts no, is like so you could go back to it later. It's it's I'd be saving money covering right, your nuts. Right, exactly. I don't get so it. So maybe it's not a squirrel reference. Where would that come from? Cover your nuts. Cover your nuts. I'm afraid when if I look up start... cover your nut, it's gonna come up with some weird. Yeah, well, stuff, so. yeah. I I hate when people refer to a certain act as nutting. It it's gross. I don't like that term. Oh, I'm gonna nut. I hate that. It's it's I look. I'm not. A, I'm hardly a prude. We all know this, um, but I don't like when people. Ooh. Okay. Oh, so you found the. I the think I did. Yeah. This, this is. The, right, it's whatever. from Urban Dictionary, and and I hope that it's true. So, <clears throat> this is from Jim Blood, January thirty first, two thousand four. Shoot name or working name? Jim Blood. Well, there was uh, Richard Blood. I was going to say Steamboat. he could be related to Ricky Steamboat. Yeah. yeah. One of the all time. Why did you change your nickname? <laughs> Why did you change your name it's from? Richard Blood to up uh, so okay Jim Blood could well be he wa- well because he bared a resemblance to Sammy Steamboat <sighs> from the Hawaii territory yeah so and and he wanted to be a babyface if he was gonna be a heel you'd yeah be Dick Blood is not right? ne- yeah that's a good heel name but not necessarily Dick Blood's good. a heel name like Ricky Steamboat <laughs> is the quintessential baby yeah face. yeah you could just see him going yeah baby <laughs> like clapping the hands getting ready fired up yeah it's true right and Ricky he's one of the greatest baby faces of all time yeah. and he had a great baby face name. So you don't want to be Dick Blood. People don't want to root for Dick Blood, you know. Do you remember Bad Blood from early '90s WCW? Uh, yeah, remember yeah. Bad Blood, you do. Okay, that was uh, who was Bad Blood? That was uh, not that was that was that Matt Bourne or was it Hercules? Am I mixing up gimmicks? Hercules. Yeah, was... hold on a minute. I think you maybe so there was Hercules there was... was Super Invader. Yeah, but there was Bad Blood the pay per view. Is that what you're mixing up the W the WWE pay per view? No, the WCW wrestler. WCW wrestler. Uh, uh, Maybe it wasn't Bad Blood. It was... uh, Hold on, let me see if I can find this. (laughs) Please do, yes. This is of the utmost importance. I guess it wasn't Bad Blood. What the fuck was that guy's name? The New Blood. (laughs) No, no, no. thinking of the New Blood. Okay, first of all, all right, let's narrow this down. So Hercules, when he came back to WCW, was the super invader, correct? Uh, I believe that was the case, yes. In in the 90s. So let's... So in 90, it would have been around 92... Yeah, Hercules was the super invader. I could have swore there was a WC 
AEW wrestler around that time that went by the name Bad Blood, but I'm not turning up any results. Now, oh, it was, uh, uh, um, hold on. I think it was Billy Jack Haynes. Let me, let me reverse search this here. Billy Jack oh, Haynes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was his name, though? I, I know, I, I, I have a rough idea of what you're thinking here, but it was Black Blood was his name. Black Blood. Black Blood. That's what it was. Yeah. Probably around 92, 1991. Right? He was in yeah, the yeah. summer of 91 was uh, the Black Blood run in uh, WCW. Yes. So. Yeah, Matt Bourne, of course, is Big Josh. Of course, yes. Every, yeah. Everybody knows that. From the but, uh, <laughs> no, he wasn't that yeah. big. But... <laughs> so, yeah, they, they brought him in as Black Blood. He had the mask with no eyes. It was just like a black, you know, one of those I masks. don't know. He, he It looks like he put him on TV like twice. He was never on TV. Let me see here. I yeah. remember these things. You know, I remember he was on TV. He, he, uh, he defeated Tommy Angel. He teamed with the one-man gang to, to defeat Kenny Kendall. And Greg Sawyer. He yeah, then... but he wrestled the Great American Bash, the the, the awful 91 Bash he was Yes, on, yeah, yeah. Big Josh versus Black Blood. So there you go. Yep. Uh, defeated Yellow Dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a... a blast in the past. If you don't know who Yellow Dog is, that is when Brian Pillman was Yellow Dog. Uh, and then, oh, good God. Black Blood and the One Man Gang versus Big Josh and El Gigante. <laughs> that had to be so bad. Yeah. 91 yeah, WCW wasn't... was uh, not. I enjoyed that time, but uh, look, it's like when we did the Starcade review. You're not, you don't go back to that time if you're looking for classic action. Right, you're not opening up the notebook for, you know. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it is a very fun, bad era. It is the last gasp yeah. of like the Jim Hurd era, and they're just like throwing everything against the wall that they can possibly. Yeah, yeah, so. I threw you off. What were you talking about before? Uh, we, I don't remember what the hell I was talking before about. Before we got into Black Blood. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. What, what the hell was I talking about? I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't recall. So. <laughs> oh, Cover Your Nut. Cover Your Nut. Because <clears throat> oh, Jim yeah, right. Blood contributed Cover Your Nut here. All right, oh, there quote, we go. Uh, when a salesperson makes enough money to cover expenses. Came from the Western days when peddlers came into a hotel and needed a room but didn't have any money. The hotel keeper would take their hub or, quote, nut from the wagon as a deposit. If the peddlers sold enough, the nut was covered. So that explains it because they're covering their expenses. There you go. So the phrase does make sense. But whenever anyone says, I, you know, I'm covering my nut, first of all, they're over 60. Second of all, I always picture in my mind's eye like a squirrel covering yes, up a fucking yeah, acorn. Yeah. Like, like you and I both went to, no. to the squirrel right away. Yeah. Yeah. But it, that's not where it came from. So we learned something here today. There you go. Number one about black blood and number two about covering your nut. And you skillfully avoided me continuing to explain why I don't like. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> the phrase nut yes. for, for ejaculating. Yes. Yeah. I hate that. Or orgasm rather. Cause I think, I think even women use that phrase now. Like, like, like they describe their orgasms as nutting. It's just, I hate that phrase. It's just, it's gross. It's gross to say that, to say, oh, I, I'm going to nut. Ugh, it just, it, I don't know, it rubs me the wrong way. It's like when people say cosplay. I it just, I cringe. <laughs> like, I, I like, ugh, cos, ugh, it's just, I want to crawl right out of my skin when people talk about cosplay and nutting. And especially, never talk about how you're going to nut while you're cosplaying. That's just like the devil's combination of just seedy person 
only a seedy person would talk about nutting <laughs> while they're cosplaying. I can't. Yeah, no, I, I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. That never gets uttered in the Lanza bedroom. Oh, I'm going to. No, nut. never, never. No, you don't yeah. hear it. No, I know. I don't say that. I, I, I don't like I don't like that term. I'm not a fan of that term. It's a low class term for the for the act. For the, I don't like it. Like I'll say many other things, but I won't say I won't say that. I don't like it. I don't like nut. Um, like I don't refer to the the. You I can't know, believe you're still going. I can't believe this. Go on. I yeah, I, I don't going. like referring to the uh, you know the actual the the liquid as nut. I don't like using it as a verb or a noun. Right. I don't like it in either way. Like, I'm not going to use it as a, the verb or the noun in a sexual context because I just it, I think it's a gross term. Do you say nut, Rich? Do you use it as a verb <laughs> or a not. noun in the bedroom? Not. I don't use it. You know, you ever say to a sexual partner, oh, I'm going to give you all this nut. No, you ever say that? no, believe it or not, never came up. No. Yeah, I don't say that either. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I, you I don't I like kindred spirits in that way. Yeah, do not say that. Yeah. No. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Uh, so, okay, well, th- this is good. I'm glad that uh, Rich Latta uh, in the chat room, Mr. Big Time over here, uh, decided to chime in on a, a, a flagship this week. So good. He wasn't, you know, taking private jets across the world with all of his uh, superstar friends. But uh, he uh, let us know that Bad Blood was actually the character, the great Muda's character in uh, WCW versus the World, the video game. I don't know if you ever played WCW versus ah, the World. So maybe, maybe that's why I got confused. that what you were thinking of. The, uh, of course I played. That game was great. That one was pretty solid, yeah. Um. Yeah, maybe that's where I got mixed up in my head. Yeah, that makes sense. I remember when I discovered, because it was like late in my life that I discovered that all of the WCW versus the World and WCW World Tour and all those guys yeah. were all dudes from Japan. Like, I had no idea as a kid. I was just like, because right. they were all my favorite characters. I was like, these are really, I like never played as the WCW guys. I'm like, I want to play as, what am I going to play as Jeff Jarrett for? I'm going to play as Rick Steiner. Get out of here. I'm not going to play as these guys. I'm going to play as, you know, yeah. uh, Blackheart and, uh, you know, uh, Bare Breath. Or you know what I mean? I'm like, these yeah. guys fucking rock. Yeah. Like, Black Ninja, This dude, these dudes are incredible. These are great. Like, these characters are so <laughs> good and i'm thinking man where do they get the ideas for these characters these characters are, are awesome they do way cooler moves they look cooler they're much more and then as i discovered japanese wrestling i was like holy shit of course like that's yeah. why i loved hayabusa because he was this character in wcw world tour and he fucking rocked like you know? uh, yeah hayabusa was habanero i believe habanero. he was not he was hannibal he was uh, hannibal yes hayabusa uh, Hayabusa no, was Hannibal in WCW uh, NWO World Tour. I don't know about WCW versus the World. Let me. Uh... Yeah, no, he was he was he was Habanero, the pepper, Habanero pepper. Let's see. You, you probably know more of WCW versus the World. I guess the only so. the other one I remember was ha- Warrior Hawk. Yeah, you're Hawk right, Habanero. Cool. Yeah, he was Habanero and Hayabusa. And Warrior yeah. Hawk was overdose. <laughs> <laughs> overdose, right? Don't fact check me because I'm. Uh, yep, overdose. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a funny one too. And Tiger Mask was uh, Jaguar, which was easy to remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, um, I can't. Remember. There was a Bear Breath. It was either like yeah, Bear Steve Breath. Williams yeah, Gary, or Gary Albright. Gary Albright was Bear yeah. Breath. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember that later. Yeah. I, so I know most of the guy from World. I know most of the guys from World Tour. Like Sumo Joe was my favorite character forever. I always played a Sumo Joe, and I had no idea. And then like when I discovered that that was Tenru. And then I watched Tenru, and I'm like, oh, my God, Tenru's incredible. Like, this is awesome. This is so yeah. good. But, uh, yeah, that's – that's. I want to play some World Tour. So. Yeah, there was in, – in Verse the World, there was a kimchi, but it was not Kamala's handler. No, was, that was uh, that was uh, Koji Katao, right? 
you, if you're looking at it, I don't know. I think um, so. Let me see. I, I there was a kimchi. Well, he was he was and, there was a kimchi that was Koji Katao in 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 WWE NWO World Tour. Yeah. Okay. It was same okay. as as versus the world. They kept they kept yeah. that name. So that was both that was Koji Katao both times. So. Yeah. 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 No. Those 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 games were were really good. You know, <laughs> okay. I found the most random one here that makes no yeah. sense whatsoever. Uh, WCW versus the world. Bolt Jameson. Bolt Jameson. Now, who was that? Kensuke Sasaki, of course. Ah, but I think he had the face paint in that. He game. did, yeah. He was Power Warrior in that one. So it, yeah. makes, it makes a little bit more sense. But yeah, just the idea of Kensuke Sasaki being Bolt Jameson. <laughs> yeah, That's a straight up. out of NXT 2.0 name. Bolt Jameson and Overdose, you know? <laughs> yeah, I got to team him with Overdose. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Bolt know? Jameson is absolutely an NXT 2.0 just goober guy. Like, Definitely. he's trying to fuck... Uh, Who's a uh, who's a uh, uh, the the poker guy? He's not. I forget his name now. He's not. He's not a poker oh, guy anymore, right? Duke Hudson. Yeah, he's who's he trying to bang? Guy. Now he fucks. Uh, it used uh, to be the Steph Delander or whatever, and I don't know what her name is. Yeah, it? yeah, Persia Pereira. Uh, Persia Parada. Yeah, so like right. Bolt Jamison is going to try to like slide in on Persia Parada, but uh, Duke Hudson's yeah. not going to allow it to happen. So yeah, because. Um, uh, the serial killer is still hooking up with the uh, a droopy face. What's her name? Uh, <laughs> what's her name? Though she's Australian too. Uh, what the fuck is her name? And they're like competing couples now. They're like you know they're trying to one up each other. This show is awful. It's the worst. Show it's ever. terrible. It's it's really bad. What what the what is that? What is uh? I can't think of his name either. <laughs> Dexter Loomis is his name. Dexter Loomis. He's uh right. oh Indy Hartwell. Indy Hartwell's who you're thinking of. Indy Hartwell. Yeah, and then the <laughs> other not, two. Is her face that droopy? I feel like it's not. She got like the chubby like I the chubby cheek thing going on. It? I don't know. I that's oh, how I remember. I, like she's Takayama. She's fine. No, no, no. Takayama is old melty face. Is what I call him because, you know. But I feel bad because he's like paralyzed now. I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, you know. But uh, yeah. So, um, what do you? What's so funny? I don't understand. What's I don't so know why. Describe her as the one with the droopy face. I don't know. Well, what do you call it in your head? Like a. I don't think her face is that droopy. I don't understand. Well, it helps me remember. I don't it know. It didn't help you remember at all. You didn't know her name. <laughs> That's a good point. A good you had point. no idea what her name was, so it doesn't help at all. <laughs> you only knew her as I old need a new droopy device. face. I need a yeah. new... She's a lovely woman. What do you, you know, you're going to get me in trouble. She's a lovely woman. I would love to date her. What do you want me to say? I don't know. That's how I, I just, remember her. Yeah, I just want to get this show done. It so didn't work. Play. WCW versus NW World Tour. But uh, anyway, all right. So we got Cover Your Nuts. Um, we don't have an ad, as we have discussed. So let's, uh, I don't know, you into, uh, you into, you want to do New Japan? Start out here? Oh, we could, we could, we could preview the Spring Breakers uh, since we're Yeah, yeah, you know what? Yeah, since we're talking about NXT 2.0, let's talk about it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, NXT 2.0 is doing their, their, uh, their, their sh- special episode next week. May 3rd, 2022. Uh, it is called NXT Spring Break-In, which... <laughs> Joe, Joe, when did you... So your, your your kids have spring break, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get time off school. Yeah. Right. They're, they're still in school. When did they have spring break, Joe? 
back when we went to New Jersey a month ago. <laughs> a month ago, so. Yeah. Why are they doing a spring break related, like a spring break themed show in early May? Nobody is on spring break anymore. Everybody is well done with spring break at this point. Uh, yeah, they're I mean, closer to graduating. Out. They're closer to graduate season than they are spring break season. What are these idiots doing? Yeah, you can't I, do a spring break show in May, <laughs> in early May. What are you doing? God. Yeah, well, doesn't idiots. really fit, does it? No, it doesn't. All right, so um, it's a hell of a card. Let me tell you though, this special episode of NXT 2.0. I uh, have Santos Escobar and uh, the SNL Pete Davidson. <laughs> Sopranos segment uh, with Tony D'Angelo. They're in a sit-down meeting. Don't get too excited. It's just a sit-down meeting, Joe. So, so this is not a match. It's not a match. It's a sit-down meeting. I mean, so they're just having a sit-down. I mean, Joey Tits or Tony Tits or whatever his name was in Santos Escobar. So, and they're just gonna have. A, they're gonna talk. Talk. Talk business. it out. Yeah, I think they're gonna talk shop. I, I I assume that nothing will. A table probably will not be. You know, flipped over. I think, yeah, I think they'll just come to a some sort of agreement and and and, and a nonviolent way to you know solve their problems, which I, I'm I'm hoping for. So one, so one guy runs a cartel, the other guy is the Don of NXT, and they're gonna have a sit down. Yeah, sounds great. Yeah, can't can't wait. Looking for that forward one. to that. Sure. Uh, Grayson yeah. Waller will be facing Nathan Frazier. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they've been cutting Twitter promos on each other. Grayson Waller and Nathan Frazier. Um, Nathan Frazier, of course, or Fraser. Nathan Fraser. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Fraser. It's not Fraser. Nathan Fraser. Fraser. Yeah, the former Ben Carter. Uh, Great crew. So, and then Grayson (laughs) Waller. Huh? It's a great career move by old uh, Ben here because, yeah, he's, uh, he's on top of the world right now. So good for him. We'll see. I mean, you know, with that Seth Rollins connection he'll he'll probably get called up at some point but um he is really small yeah he's like tiny. by main yeah. roster standards so i don't think that's gonna work i, I don't like his chances i don't, I don't like his chances yeah uh now grayson waller i think is a legitimate prospect for them because i think he can he's he's one of the few people on that current brand who can who can legitimately work and i think he can have a very long career as a Mike the Miz Mizanin style troll heel. Yeah, I think he oh, can. Oh, for sure. I, I see him. He could have a long main roster career. I think. If think I'm not saying he will. Who knows? You can't project any of this anymore. So but, this um, this caught me a little bit by surprise like his... when we were when we were going through this because yeah, yeah. I, I like him too. For people that know, he was Matty Wahlberg in Australia. Uh, and, yeah, and, yeah. But the thing is, he's been wrestling for a lot longer than a lot of people probably think. Joe, how old do you think Grayson Waller is? gotta be in his 30s by now right yeah he's 32 years old so yeah you better hope that Which nobody explains looks that up why because <laughs> that's not gonna go well for him either he's an ex- that's he's an experienced wrestler surrounded by nothing but green boys yeah. so that's why he kind of stands out when it comes to his bell to bell look i i don't think he has a super high ceiling you well, know, I would never project look. him out. Yeah, he's got a projectable look. He can actually go like he—he he definitely stands out as one of the real professionals of that entire brand. So, yeah, and I and I can and he would fit that their main roster like a glove. Like I said, as a heel, uh, mid card heel who could have a long career there. Yeah, really oh, basically what Austin Theory is doing right now. He can basically be that type of guy. The thing with Austin Theory is, I think he has a much higher upside. I I, I do think Austin Theory, especially since he has. Uh, the right people behind him 
that's important too, obviously. That might be the most important thing. But um, but yeah, what Austin Theory is doing right now is what Grayson Waller can do for 15 years. Yeah. Yeah, I see, yeah no doubt about it. Um, then you have the Viking Raiders, Eric and Ivar. Yes, they're in NXT 2.0 now. Uh, they'll be facing the Creed brothers of Brutus and Julius Creed. Yeah, the Creeds just need reps. They just need reps. And against teams like that, that that's what they need. You know, there's there's some potential there. Um, but like most of the people on that brand, they're like 20 matches into their career. And they're nowhere near being ready for TV. But here we are on TV. And, um, you know, they, 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 these are the kind of reps that they need. Yeah, I do like that they're not cautious. Like cause some of the NXT people that are green are like really cautious. These guys just drop people on their heads instead, which... Uh, is a choice. Uh, I don't know if it's always going to be a good choice, but uh, you know, hey, I appreciate their uh, their attempt at uh, at quote figuring it out by just dropping people on their heads as long as they can until uh, someone tells them to stop, or maybe they tell them not to stop, which would be good too because they're they're at least pretty fun. They're 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 green in a fun way. Whereas, nice way to relate to this uh, next one: Cora Jade and Nikita Lyons versus Natalia and Lash Legend. Yeah, I mean. Lash Legend is just, that's not going to work. It's not going to ever happen. I mean, sometimes, I, we were just talking earlier about how sometimes you can't give up on, on young wrestlers too soon because they can develop. But I think there are times when you can just tell that someone doesn't have the proper instincts and just doesn't have the natural ability and talent to do this. And Lash Legend appears to me to be one of those people. I... I can't imagine she will ever be good at this. And that doesn't mean she can't go to the main roster and, and, and have a career and be a star. If she finds some kind of overwhelming charisma or someone takes a liking to her look and, or she finds the right gimmick, all of those things can happen. But the wrestling part of it, I, I just think it's a lost cause. She is just not going to, and I, and look, I understand she's had like 10 matches in her life, but sometimes you can just tell. And I truly believe that for whatever reason, basketball is a terrible pipeline to pro wrestling. You can't really point to a lot of examples of people coming from basketball and developing into great workers. It's very rare. There have been people who come from basketball and become stars. Kevin Nash, um, you know, uh, Big Show, people like that. But they, but you rarely can point to people who came from basketball who became great workers. And right. a lot of the people and, who came from basketball few of them are like, star yeah, go their ahead. height. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, that was, my, that was my ending thought. A lot of the ones that did become stars, it was largely because of their height. And if they would have been – 6'3 instead of 6'11, it probably wouldn't have happened for them. Right, and, and a lot of these people are not high-level basketball players either. Like, all the people that you're mentioning are, like, they played basketball in college, and that's about the extent of most of the people that you see. Like, you know, in the NFL, you do have some people that were like, yeah, they got actual NFL reps, or, oh, they were, like, pretty decent in college, or they did, you know, get drafted by the USFL, or they did get drafted by, you know, this league or that league, or that, yada, 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 like, these sort of things, whereas, you know, that that's just doesn't seem to ever be the case with um, with NBA, or, or there's almost no NBA player, you know, translation, I, I think literally zero at this point, NBA player translation, and then, like, the college translation is like, yeah, it's very minimal stuff, and it's like, you know, dudes that just kind of, and, and like you said, at the end of the day, it's it's just 
hey, this guy's seven foot. It's not, hey, this guy's a tremendous worker or anything like that. So, yeah, it's just not a very good pipeline, uh, it seems. And, uh, yeah, I, I hate to, I hate to, you know, someone's, you know, four or five matches into their, their career and say, ah, they just don't, you know, have it or whatever. But I don't know. I think you can kind of tell pretty early on if someone's just going to get it. You know, you know, if they're just going to understand the game and understand the vibe of it. And, and, and maybe it's tough because we don't see, like, a lot of wrestlers in their first five matches or whatever, but I don't know. It, it, I feel like you kind of get a sense pretty early on if someone's going to really click or not. And, and yeah, <laughs> seeing what I've seen out of lash legend, I, I don't think that that's going to click. And that's, uh, you know, it, it's look, she's, thir- she's, she's 13 matches into her career and 11 of them have aired on TV. That is so unfair. No, that sucks. That, that's, it's, I mean, it's that's... terrible to put her in that position too. That, that sucks. It's stupid. Yeah. Because, even in previous eras of WWE developmental, a person like this would not be any would not be on TV yet, and they would just be looking terrible, you know, in the PC or maybe on the Largo Loop, but not on national television every week. She's been involved in some of the worst television matches that have ever aired, like in the history of wrestling. Like she's really bad. The match this week against Nikita Lyons. Did you see that? I did. Yeah. I, I, people told me I had to see it, so I I, I watched it, and that was uh, yeah, that's an all timer. That's that's definitely an all timer. That's right up there with any of the worst matches you've ever seen in your life. It is, and that's unfortunately you said becoming kind of a theme with Latch Legend. I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago with her uh, too. But yeah, it's just uh, it's not um, yeah that one was two people that had no idea what they were doing. They had a plan, got in the ring, the plan got went awry in like 10 seconds and then they had no earthly fucking idea how to come back, which is just it's such an indictment on the way that they train people in that in that PC. It's an indictment on putting these people on on national television, which what are you doing first off? And also just the fact that these people that even if they, you know, they're green and they're on national television, like they're just not the way that they're taught is just not conducive to actually becoming good at pro wrestling because the second your script goes awry or you forget what the next move is, you forget what the next move, you know, counter is, the next reversal, or what you're supposed to do in the match, the whole thing breaks down. And that's what you saw there. They're literally yelling at each other as they're trying to do a crisscross, trying to figure out what the next move is. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, this is, and I don't blame them. It's not their fault, obviously. It's not Lion's fault. It's not Lash Legend's fault. It's just such an indictment of whatever the hell that system is right now. Listen, Lions is no Akira Hokuto either. I oh, mean, let's make God. no mistake. I mean, she's not any good either. But again, these people, it's just, it's it's woefully unfair to them. And, you know, Jade Cargill stinks, but she has overwhelming star charisma. And you can kind of, there's some matches where you can hide the fact that she's still greener than grass and get away with it. And now she's drawing ratings. I mean, she's a legitimate draw. So it's not to say that Nikita Lions or Lash Legends can't find something, a gimmick, tap into some overwhelming well of charisma and still make it. But when I watch some of these people in NXT wrestle, it's it's painfully obvious to me that they're never going to be good workers. It's just not it's not in the cards for them. They're going to have to find another avenue and then you just hope that they're passable. Because you can't put that match on Raw or Smack, you just can't do it. It's just you, you know, you can get away with it on NXT 2.0. They know that no one's watching. It's a throwaway show. They've got all these green people on it. But there is still a minimal expectation yeah. for the main roster. And and a lot of these people on NXT 2.0 are not even close to meeting it. And that's why someone like Grayson Waller stands out so much. Because he's a professional. You know? You know, he's 
he's not Dean Malenko, but he's a professional. So he stands out in a sea of just super green, not ready, never will be's. And this is probably a good time to plug uh, voiceofwrestling.com. Adam Berger wrote a really, really great article, well-researched article uh, this week about WWE developmental and, you know, where in the past, you know, decade where WWE has gotten all their talent from and, and how they develop talent and all that sort of stuff. And just how this current system, it's just like, you don't, you try to project a path forward for this system and you just can't see it. It's like, when are these people going to get enough reps? You know, where, in what world do you think that like just grabbing people off the street having them wrestle 20 times is going to make them stars. Like that's just never, ever happened. It's just a big ask. And it's just, it, it seems almost completely unsustainable and, and almost impossible. And you do wonder if, and when they're going to come and realize, okay, wait, wait, we got to figure out a different way to do this. And it's not necessarily saying, Oh, you got to go back and rehire all the indie wrestlers again. Like you had, I don't think making NXT a developmental thing is, is bad. Like you have that million dollar PC, you have all the resources to try to do it. But like, these people can't just work 20 times like a year that they, 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 you can't do that. They have to work more. You have to figure out a way to get these people in matches more. And you also have to figure out ways to maybe not be so ridiculous about the way that you, you know, teach them, which is going to be the bigger issue is that WWE thinks that, you know, they can create superstars by having them work, you know, one way or be one way and talk one way and look one way and do all that sort of stuff. But it's like, that's usually not how you know great wrestlers are created. So uh, it, it's, it seems like just an untenable thing going on uh, in developmental right now. But that was a very well-researched article uh, at voicewrestling.com if you want to read that, uh, where Adam dug into the, a lot of the research, a lot of the history of uh, uh, NXT and WWE developmental, just to kind of look at the history and say, look, it doesn't look like this is going to work. Like, it seems impossible to figure out a, a path forward where this is going to work. So we'll see what ends up happening over the next few years. But they could uh, really put themselves in a bind here with, with basically having nothing coming out of the developmental uh, in the near future. We'll see. Uh, speaking of, triple threat match here. North American title, Cameron Grimes, your North American champion, Solo Sokoa, and Carmelo Hayes. Triple and that's solo Sokoa, that That's Solo Sokoa. He's got... There's something there, I think. Um, great look. Wrestles with some intensity. Wrestles to the gimmick. I, I, I like what I see there. Um... Carmelo Hayes, my stance remains the same. I'm much higher on Trick Williams in terms of upside. Carmelo Hayes is obviously way better than Trick Williams at this stage. But when I see those two guys next to each other, when I hear those two guys talk, my eyes are drawn to Trick Williams. I think he's the future star out of the two, not Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes is the kind of guy I see getting called up and just never pushed. You know what I mean? And what they're going to uh, do is they're going to call him up you know, and then it's so, going to be one of those classic Vince things where he sees the manager and then says, well, there's that guy. I want that guy. And then like it, it flip flops, you know, they've, they've done it all through developmental yeah. trick has been the manager and Carmelo has been the wrestler. They're going to go to the main roster. Vince is going to see it one time and it's going to flip and trick is going to be the wrestler. Carmelo is going to be his manager until they just release Carmelo or whatever. So that, that, that kind of feels like the way it's going to go. We've seen that a bunch of times over history where, where, yeah, you, you can tell, Who's going to get Vince's eye? And, and Trick Williams is definitely the one that's going to get Vince's eye. No, no offense to Carmelo Hayes, who I think could be you know a good asset to the roster. But just knowing Vince, having watched this company for long, and and, and understanding what Vince thinks, he's going to see Trick Williams and think that's the star, not Carmelo. And uh, it's going to you know this whole the way that they're they're, they're bringing him up in developmental is all going to be for naught when it's all said and done, probably. I don't I don't think Vince will be wrong either. I mean, um, but again, you're talking about Trick Williams. This is a guy with less than 10 matches yeah. under his belt and not getting him. Doesn't many more. know how to wrestle yeah. yet. Not getting many more <laughs> and either. So they're not sending these guys on the road. I don't know where he's going to get the experience, 
but he's got the look and he can already talk. I mean, for a guy that has less than 10 matches, he's a really good talker, especially in the way that they want their people to talk. And Carmelo just seems like a guy that, you know, he's short and he doesn't, to me, he does not exude superstar charisma. He just doesn't, um, you know, he's not someone who I'm like, Oh, well you can't ever call him up. I would put him on the main roster. I'd put him on the main roster for sure. I mean, and, and he knows how to wrestle. He's got all that indie experience and he was a pretty good indie wrestler and he's, he's good here. He's a, he's a pretty good wrestler here. But if I'm projecting out stars, Everybody talks about Carmelo. I think, I mean, I don't even think it's close. I mean, if if we were doing some kind of, to keep the theme of this show going, if we were doing some kind of wrestler draft and we're drafting NXT wrestlers and with the idea of, you know, picking the stars, I'm picking Trick Williams many rounds before I'm picking Carmelo Hayes. Like, I don't even think it's close. But Hayes is the one getting pushed on TV and he's the one that people, the hardcore NXT fan talks up him and Braun Breaker, and we'll get to him. And to me, I mean, if you're just talking upside, it's, it's uh, you know, I think it's uh, between those two, it's Trick Williams and it's Trick Williams easily. Uh, and then speaking of, we'll get to the main event here, NXT title, uh, Braun Breaker defending the title against Joe Gacy. And that whole Joe Gacy thing since the last time we talked about NXT 2.0, uh, that character has, uh, has changed a bit, Joe, uh, since then. He is no longer... Uh, whatever the hell it was before we tried to describe it the best way we possibly could. And I think we probably still failed. Like I'm sure people that, that watch that, sh- that have never watched the show. We probably did a horrible job of describing uh, what he actually is, but uh, yeah, now it's, it God only knows what it is now. It, it is indescribable what this Joe Casey character is now, basically dollar store Bray Wyatt. If Bray Wyatt like was a vegan, I guess would be the story. I don't know what this Joe Casey thing is at all. Yeah. I don't even know if it's a, some kind of riff on woke culture anymore. It's just, like, like you're I, saying, I never got the joke, and now I very much do not get the joke at all. So I've I've lost all of it. So yeah, yeah, I don't know what he's supposed to be, but it's bad. Like this feud is really bad, and it's not doing Braun Breaker any favors. And Braun Breaker's someone who whose momentum had really stalled out pretty badly to begin with. I mean, right around WrestleMania season, he didn't get over on Raw at all. Like he was nobody knew who he was, which just goes to show that. It's two different audiences. The NXT audience and the Raw audience are just because he didn't get over when he went to Raw. Then there was a couple weeks stretch there on NXT. One week they were chanting Dolph Ziggler's name when he was trying to cut a promo, and it's like it, it, that's not a good sign because they see Dolph Ziggler as major league, and they don't see and and this was the NXT crowd. This wasn't even the main roster crowd, and the 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 shine has really come off of Braun Breaker, and I think. The, the the reason is simple. I mean, when he debuted, everyone was like, whoa, look at this guy, even us. We were like, oh, push this guy to the moon. If you're ripping up NXT and starting from scratch and we're just doing it, developmental of green wrestlers, this is the motherfucker you want to – we even said so. Oh, push course. this guy. Yeah, yeah, look yeah, at him. Yeah, yeah. But now and, – and I talked about this. It was a major theme of the Thursday TV reviews this week. Confidence. And fans – can see through a wrestler who lacks confidence in a second. You cannot hide that. You cannot fake confidence. Fans will see through it when you don't have confidence. And fans also will connect with you when you have confidence and it's genuine. And I really think Wheeler Utah, the big difference with him is not having great matches with Moxley. It's not that he's scoring pinfalls in these six-man tags. 
It's that you can feel his confidence. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. He knows that his bosses are behind him. He knows that he's getting over. He knows he has support. And it's not fake. He has this real confidence, this confident aura around him that you can feel. And as a result, he's starting to connect with audiences. Okay? The other guy on, on AEW, Ricky Starks, who never really lacked confidence. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, never now, an issue. Never really an issue for him. So, But now that he's, he's given Mike time every week, and he's clearly the lead act in Team Taz, and he's on every show, whether he may not wrestle on every show, but they get Starks and Hobbs on every show, whether it's interviewing, in, whether it's uh, an interview or interrupting an interview or wrestling a match. He's getting the reps. He's doing commentary on Rampage every week. That was by design when they put him on commentary on Dark. Then they gave him a commentary slot on Rampage. That was by design. The big seat told us that. We're going to put this guy on commentary and get him comfortable. We know he's a great talker, but we're going to get him comfortable talking. That's the idea behind that. And now, like last night on Dynamite, he was on screen for like five seconds. They challenged the, the Jungle Express or whatever, Jurassic, whatever they're called. And the confidence coming out of him now as he's, as he's you know, you can feel it. It's palpable. And the audiences. And Ricky Starks is a heel and he's getting over as a face. Every time he's on screen, these crowds go crazy for him. So we're starting to see this thing with Ricky Starks where he's getting over as a face while he's a heel. And some of the greatest, biggest stars of all time, that's how they became star because they started off as heels, got over as heels, and then the crowds turned them. And how this relates back to Braun Breaker is I think people see through him, he's not confident. And he, because he doesn't know what he's doing, and he's been thrust in this position and pushed so hard, and he's not ready. And, and like we've said a million times, it's not his fault, but he isn't ready. And the confidence that he exudes is clearly fabricated. It's fake. It's forced. It's not that natural confidence we're seeing out of other people right now because he doesn't have the experience. He doesn't have that. And, and as a result, he's not getting that crowd connection that Wheeler Utah and Ricky Starks are getting, right? Because, again, fans know when a wrestler is confident and when they're faking it. And that's why he's he's not connecting with audiences, and why he's kind of been trailing off since since the day. You know, he's got the look, right? And when he stands there, he looks like a star. But then the bell rings, or he has to cut a promo, and it's just this 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 aura of of fakeness that you could just smell it, and it's hurting him. Yeah. And I have you know, I I cooled off on him very quickly. And I have gone against the green, and I think you think the same. I am not confident he's going to be a star. I am not confident at all. He's a little smaller than you think. I don't think size will be a problem for him. It won't be his pride, but he is a little small, shorter than you think, number one. Number two, the amateur wrestler gimmick is something that Vince McMahon does not like and has never liked. Hates it, yeah. So he's going to have to, it. Yeah. Yeah, so he's gonna have to change his look at minimum and change gimmick for the main roster, or he's going to be – Get get tight and look, Kurt Angle overcame it, but that's Kurt Angle. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> speaking of guy, you know, we were talking about like you very very rarely does like you see one match from somebody and you know they're great. They saw that with Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle got in the ring one time and they went, "Oh my god, this guy's gonna be one of the best wrestlers ever." 
Uh, and then yeah. he was. <laughs> so they were correct. Yeah, that this guy is going right. to own the room and be one of the best wrestlers ever. And then he absolutely was. So, yeah, that, that's that's a one of one. Do not ne- – a, a good way to, to, to go about things is don't compare wrestlers to some of the greatest wrestlers ever because there's a very, very good chance that they're – that whoever you're watching is not going to be The Rock, Steve Austin, Kurt Angle, you know, Shawn Michael. Did very rarely are wrestlers that way. So, yeah, if, if if your comp for Braun Breaker is, well, hey, it worked for Kurt Angle, maybe not the best comp. Careful. He's one of one. Careful. <laughs> right. It's like you said at the top. It's like comparing uh, Asa Lacey to Clayton Kershaw. Pump the brakes. That's not fair to Lacey. Okay? It's like the same. You know, so, you know, he overcame it, but, you know, countless others couldn't, whether it was – uh, you know, Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas or Chad Gable. They had to do something else yeah. before Vince believed in them and got behind them because he, he doesn't like that gimmick. And so he's got that working against them. And he, and they are, and the danger, the danger with Braun Breaker and all of these people we've talked about that are inexperienced, Trick Williams, go right down the line, even the ones that I do think have, and I do think Braun Breaker obviously has some upside, but the danger here is, is, beating the confidence out of them because they're putting them in positions that they're not ready for. And then you could do irreversible damage to their confidence, to their psyche, um, you know, and then, you know, when they're not getting over and, and and then they're not getting pushed, they wonder if it's their fault. And none of this is any of these people's fault because none of them should be on TV yet. Right. None of them except Grayson Waller. Cause he's 32 and he's been wrestling for a decade. The rest of them shouldn't be on TV, you know, and it's unfair to them. And, you know, and I, I and I am not buying Braun Breaker's stock, and I know that might be controversial, but I'm I'm just not. I I, I see him. I, I I see a path to flopping easier than I see a path to superstar. Well, as Breaker. you should. I mean, that's the smart bet. I mean, look at look at the history of the developmental. Look at look at the stars, quote unquote, that they have on their main roster. Like that 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 is the smarter bet. That is the more you know, uh, it's it's just a better way to go about it is to be cautious about all these people and not project these people because it's just very i mean especially in this current system the way that they're training people right now it's just he's not going to get those reps either he's never going to have a chance to get better and eventually it's going to be a year or two years are going to pass or a year and a half is going to pass and he's going to have been on nxt for a year and a half or two years or whatever they might start saying oh, okay let's let's you know let's put him on the main roster shitting it off the pot or whatever and he's still going to have what 25 matches to his name or whatever at that point and he's not going to be ready to go at that point he's not going to be ready to go pro wise he's not going to be ready to go work wise but it's going to be too late cuz they're going to they're going to say well let's you know let's let's do something with him let's go let's go you know eventually and and, and yeah that is going to be where 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 it all kind of stops and i'd say another real troubling thing is as well that i see in NXT is that they're already relating you know they're starting to bring out Rick Steiner and they're starting to you know tell kind of stories with this guy or whatever and it's like I don't know that he's that kind of guy. Like I think he, the, the path for him is closer to your Goldberg path. It's closer to, you know, that, that sort of just no nonsense stuff and, and getting him involved in the nonsense. I know it's, you know, they think that they're telling stories and giving his character depth and, and stuff, but I, people just want to see a dude kick ass, like just do that, you know, but they're not going to, cause that's just not how this company and, operates. So, and you know what, if you were going to do that, why didn't you just call him Rex Steiner? Dude, who the fuck knows? You could own that. You when could I own that name. That's not even... out, when I saw him come out with Rick Steiner, I was like, what the fuck are you idiots doing? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Just call him Rex Steiner then. Why'd you God. change the name? That's not a real name. They could have owned that one too. No, I did hear some rumors that like Scott Steiner owns the Steiner trademark or something. But it's like Rex Steiner is a fake name and the kid is uh 20 something years old i'm sure he would have signed over the rights to that if they wanted it that badly 
And then you, if you're going to tie him into Rick Steiner anyway, why not give him the more marketable name? It just doesn't make any sense. Well, I'm starting to think, <laughs> Joe, I'm starting to maybe have a hunch here. The WWE, they kind of suck sometimes. They're not very good at uh, developing wrestlers. I'm starting to get that hunch. Well, you know what else sucked? The month of April for NXT 2.0, which oh, had its worst year-over-year numbers yet. Not good. Um, you know, it's funny because... It's, Joe, it's lit, though. Are you, are you sure? Because I've heard that it's, it's, the, hot, it's the hotness. <laughs> it's, it's the dope. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, inserts what the children are saying. I, I've, I've heard that, but I guess, are you saying that's not the case? The numbers are not reflecting that? Uh, no, they were down 25% total viewership and down 42% in 18 to 49 viewership in the month of April. But Mandy Rose is on the show, though, and she's hot. And these I don't know what to tell down. you, Rich. No one cares. Huh. All right. Nobody cares. But they have hot women. No one cares. <laughs> and, and, and Wale. Are you, are you sure this isn't working? How is this not working? They have hot women and Wale. Well... To be fair, it's also the first month where they were going up against numbers where they were unopposed, and those were still yellow-black NXT numbers. You see what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So this is the first... Right, right, right. So they're they're going up against yellow-black numbers with real stars, Adam Cole and everybody else. And they're going up against the... the they're finally going up against the other... Tuesday numbers of yellow and black. Does am I making any sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the year to year, it's a against... tough year to year because they're 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 now going year to year from yeah. when NXT moved, but it's when that NXT moved, the old NXT moved, when the NXT that had you know stars. and that NXT right, yes, and that NXT went up when it moved because right, it was right, away right, from right. Dynamite. So you know that's part of the reason, but the other reason is look, they've been on a negative trend for for months and months and months because the show fucking stinks. It's an awful show. I mean, and you know, and I think the the viewers realize that they're watching a bunch of wrestlers who don't know what they're doing yet, and it does that doesn't help. So you're really just drawing the hardest of the hardcore, like you know. So you know, and so anyway, that's the that's the spring break. What is it called? Spring break in, break in. No G's though. G's are for the olds, Joe. <laughs> you use G, <sighs> you fucking boomer. This is for the cool kids. How, spring, how are they spelling? Breaking, breaking with uh, I N, break in. Oh, I N with the little apostrophe. Yeah, yes, yes, like it's a Sega Genesis game. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like a nineteen ninety-three. Yeah. All right. Like Skitchin. Did you ever play yeah. Skitchin as a kid? Did you ever play that game? Skitchin. Yes, I get it. Yeah. Did you ever Skitch well, you when know, you were a kid? That... Did you ever do Skitchin when you were a kid? Do you know what that is? I did. More of a nineties thing. Not really. Um, yeah, well, that's the cool brand. So you have to have no G's and a little apostrophe. Yeah, little yeah. Words. So I, I get it. You know, um, it's like that is their tagline, right? It's like that. <laughs> yes. The NXT. Yeah, watch on, uh, on, on May 3rd to see what uh, Mandy Rose's, uh, or, you know, see what uh, Grayson Waller's drip looks like. So, you know, the hotness. Hey, remember whenever, remember when everybody said they made Cora Jade an overnight star after uh, War Games? Remember that? Uh, I do. Yeah. Yeah. And wouldn't you know it? She main evented WrestleMania this year. They made a star, Rich, for overnight. <laughs> star. I love how many stars we this company told. makes. This company just turned All out these... stars. It, it, you you would have thought on Twitter that night with these web, not even not even dopey fans. Like fans are fans. They say dumb things. Like people, like reporters, people from websites who should know better. The consensus was that they made a star that night. 
with Cora Jade. <laughs> made a star with Cora Jade. <sighs> Cora Jade is in the same exact spot she was in the night before that show. Which is nobody watching the show. There's less, in fact, there's less people watching NXT now <laughs> than there were then. <laughs> like, they, like they didn't make us like. What were they? Why did people? Why were she? She scored a fall in a match, and people like, star. The performance wasn't even great. Like she, she no. didn't do anything special in that match. Do you star. remember how hard I ranted on this? Oh yeah, the time? yeah, yeah. It was like, absurd. It was absurd. At the I time. was we all knew it. Fuddled by this. Yeah. It's and, one of those they, classic. They yeah, it's one of those classic. Like, what are the, these people use these words? And it's like, what are you? Don't use these words. Like, you, we have to be more protective of these words. I think we had that rant on that show. Like, let's let's really like let's use star with the capital S when they're actually a star. Like, not just everybody that yeah. like has a modicum of a push. We're gonna call them a star. Anybody that wins a title is a star. No, 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 no. Slow down. Like, calm down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this wasn't even the WWE version of making a star. She was just in a match and she won. <laughs> like it was the most absurd thing. Right. She came out with her like, dollar store ever Levine thing and then won a uh, fall. And then they were like, ah, with, with her, with her skateboard, she doesn't know how to ride. <laughs> and she walked to the ring and she won a match where she put in a perfectly perfunctory performance. There was nothing. She's fine, but there was nothing special about it. And they acted like this was like, Peak Minami Toyota, yeah. and and she's gonna be a main eventer, and now still nobody watches this awful show. Right. Masala like, taking off the tiger mask and becoming, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> and it's like she's like twenty years old. She's got plenty of time. Why did we have to try crowning her like immediately after that match? You know what I mean? Like I could see what the company sees in her. I think she was signed too soon. I think she's. You know, her promo a couple weeks ago where Natty came out and and turned on her. Oh, yeah. Just awful. ate her alive. Just ate her alive in that promo when Natty promo. is running circles around you. Oh, man. Yeah. Natty can't even talk. <laughs> but, like, that promo was awful. What did they do all day in that performance set? What are they <laughs> doing no all day? Idea. Making superstars, Joe. Making superstars. You know, and it's like I hate picking on her, but. I mean, I'm not the one that said a star was born. You know what I mean? You know, I'm, I, you know, unbelievable. I was going to reference uh, Barbara Streisand there, but didn't they remake a star is born with contemporary uh, actors? Yeah, yeah, with yeah, Bradley yeah. Cooper and uh, a Lady Cooper Gaga, and, right? Uh, Wasn't it Lady, Lady Gaga? Gaga? Yeah, yeah. Never it saw. Good. It. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Never saw. It. Can't tell you. So I enjoyed it, right. but I, I almost went Barbara Streisand, Chris Christopherson. I almost did it. What was that like 1975? Oh yeah, I would it was like before I was born. What was that? Yeah, a star. The original is a star is born. 1976. Well, no, the, original, well the original is like 1930. Oh, that's like, right. That, yeah, yeah. 1937. Like, this one is 1976. Is the one you're talking about here? Isaiah Christopherson, right? <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. I don't know. Does his uh, does his kid still wrestle? Christopherson's kid. Uh, remember he was the war pig or whatever. Yeah, what was he? I feel like he doesn't. Right, Jody, Jody Christopherson. Jo- I think it was Jody. Yeah, I have no idea what Jody Christopherson is doing these days. Right? Yeah, it was Streisand or Christopherson. The star is born. Uh, it says here uh, a retired American professional wrestler. So, yeah, I haven't seen his name around. Um, who was in the thirty-seven version? Let's see. This was uh, Frederick March oh. was the lead, 
and Janet Gaynor. I'm not familiar with that. I'm uh, not familiar with their work either. You familiar with Gaynor? Uh, not familiar with uh, Janet Gaynor, no. All right. I know indie um, racer Janet Guthrie, but that's I do not know Janet Gaynor. She died in 1984. This Fred, this Frederick March, he looks like a serious thespian. <laughs> Look at this guy. He's got the little pencil mustache. Of course. He's got yeah. the little Errol Flynn Errol you know, pencil Flynn. mustache going that they all had. It's <laughs> a great it's a great mustache. Yeah. Frederick March, he was born in 1897 <laughs> in Racine, yeah, Wisconsin. Stupid, yeah. Oh man, yeah. I have to uh I'm sure it's available on one of these <laughs> 19 <laughs> streaming services I have. I'm going to watch A Star is Born parentheses 1937. Like all the film, give a, a, give, give a give a but one see, line letterbox review that, that you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do the whole letterbox uppity gimmick, and and you know, uh, um, see, I don't mind the parentheses year gimmick, like because there's three of these fucking movies. Like we have to know which one you're talking about, but I don't like when they do it for like you yeah, know, Captain something. America. <laughs> it's like I get it. I know what movie. Well, that well, there's a lot of those too. Well, but I guess. yeah, but. but there's a lot of Captain Americas. There was one that came out in like uh, in the '80s that was awful. With uh, um, no, but you, you get what I'm saying. Like, like they do it for like modern movies that there's like, you know, like uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. Like uh, Armageddon parentheses 1990. No, we all know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? The the the, the awful. Like you said, Bruce let me think Willis of a modern movie. And then you went to 1998's Armageddon. <laughs> Great movie though. That's that's back when I watched movies. So yeah, good stuff. <laughs> I picked a movie from twenty five years ago, which probably is a pretty common title too. Honestly, I bet there's more more than one Armageddon. Um, so I'm failing to make my point. Nah, there's here, only one that anybody knows. There's only one that anybody knows, I'm... and it has Bruce Willis in it. So that's all that matters. Right, right. And he he fucking like you see it coming a mile away when he decides to die on the fucking of meteor yeah, instead yeah, of Ben it's Affleck. So obvious. It's you know? so obvious. Yeah. He's like, no, like Affleck draws the short straw. By the way, spoiler alert right. if you He's haven't like, seen oh, Armageddon yet. Spoiler alert, uh, so jump ahead so you know, we don't ruin Armageddon well, for you. I guess you already ruined it. Is it is 25 so. years old, Rich. It is 25 years old. Um, he draws the short straw, and he's like, ah, oh, bummer, I have to die, right? And then Bruce Willis is like, no, go fuck my daughter. I will die. And, like, he stays on the meteor or whatever it is and detonates the fucking yeah. gimmick. and Saves the world. And he dies. And then Aerosmith sings, and we all go home happy. Yeah, you know? Everything's good. Um, Affleck got the girl. Yeah. Bruce Willis is dead, and the world is saved. So we're good. Affleck, and, and I mean Affleck, he's not only fucking Bruce Willis's daughter; he's fucking Aerosmith's daughter. Like they, they just, he's, she's bolted her daughter. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. So she was know. in everything for like five years, and then I haven't seen her since. Dropped off the planet. Right. Yeah. Gone. She's alive. Once, right. <laughs> Isn't she still alive? Liv Tyler? When's the yeah. last time she had work? Liv Tyler. Uh, let's pull up the old IMDB, see what she's been up to. I feel like she uh, was in everything. But maybe she, maybe it's just Armageddon that she was in that I remember. So, Nah, she was getting a lot of work for sure uh, for a while there. List of Liv Tyler performances. Um, no, she's getting like, well, very sporadic. She's only been in three movies since 2014. She was in Ad Astra. I didn't like that movie. Um, no, but the mid the mid to late nineties, yeah, she was she was really cooking. She was in some. She was in like three four movies a year. There you go. Yeah, that's what I thought. 
and then she just she did the Lord of the Rings gimmick. She did oh, all yeah, those. I, see, I wouldn't know. I never watched any of those fucking movies. So. And then uh, you a big uh, Lord of the Rings guy, Joe? Oh God, no! <laughs> I can just imagine you sitting down on the couch. No, with your bag of popcorn going. All right, here go. here's this three and a half hour movie about trolls and fucking dwarfs and shit. Yeah, marching through the woods. Yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> Slap your hands together. Hit play. Yeah. Grab your popcorn. All right, here we go. That little creature in the in the brook, the golem, right? The golem. Yes, ah, the precious. Like that's the gimmick, right? Yeah. Is not, that the right movie? Fan? Not a big fan. No, I wouldn't watch that. Come on. You think I'm gonna watch that? No. Um. Yeah, no. She hasn't really been getting a lot of work. But uh, it says here she was on the uh, the procedural drama nine one one Lone Star, so derivative of nine one one, the the normal nine one one. It is. It's uh, those nine one one shows are ridiculous. Like every week, there's a new like natural disaster. Or... Yeah, I watched like five minutes of one once, it's... and I was like, oh my god! Like, does this happen every week? Like, there was there was like a tsunami, and it was like engulfing Los Angeles. I'm like, whoa! Like, we're really going, we're really going there, aren't we? Like, it's like there's a major catastrophe in the town every week. It's time to move. <laughs> like you had a tsunami last week. There's a typhoon this week. Then there's a, a fucking uh, a lightning storm that sets the whole city on fire. They did one with a zoo escape. That was kind of fun. The zoo escape. Um, that one was creative, I guess. Earthquakes, everything. Like they're going to run out of disasters. I mean, there's only a finite amount of disasters that you can do, right? Like. How long can they go on with 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 anyway? Um, that's Liv Tyler and that's, her yeah, fledgling that's... acting career. Um, get, get, guess an age. Don't look. I think you can nail guess her age. Guess an age for Liv Tyler. I would don't say think f- too hard. Just forty six. She's forty four. Nicely wow. done. Okay. Right. Nicely done. Do you remember in the Sunday paper that you'd get the Parade magazine? Do you remember the Parade magazine? <laughs> no, I don't remember that. Did I? So did they all if, come with the Parade magazine every Sunday? Yes, paper? they did. So oh, I guess my mom just paper. commandeered that right away because I never saw it. So you'd get the Parade magazine. It's like a little, you know, it, 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 but it had a section in the beginning of the Parade magazine where you would have celebrity birthdays and their age for that week, right? And my ex at the time. We would get the parade magazine and we would bet on guessing the ages of the celebrities. Oh, but it was price, yeah. it's price is right rules you couldn't go over either. So you'd mix it up a little. Like you can't go over. If you go over, you lose. Right. And then we would uh, you know, bet a couple bucks each on each celebrity age. And that was something we would do each week to stay close as a couple. <laughs> a little couple game. Well it worked, so that's good for you. Ultimately it didn't work out. <laughs> I was in the end, say, it didn't work great. Not recommended, yeah. I guess. So. I don't yeah. think was that. I don't think that was what made her break the uh, relationship. Maybe, maybe it was. Were there arguments about this ever, or no? Did it? Uh no, just a lot of I can't believe he's that old, like yeah, that cool. kind of thing, you know. Which, you know, but uh, you get really good at it after a while. But uh, you, you almost, yeah, you were close. Yeah, she's forty-four. Not bad. You know. What were we talking about? We're <laughs> done with NXT, Tyler. right? I think we're talking about NXT. But we're done with NXT spring break, and that's enough of NXT break in yeah that's much more than anybody had ever asked for <laughs> xt 2.0 all right let's uh let's get to new japan pro wrestling they have a wrestling dontaku show coming up uh this weekend main evented by okada versus naito yet again uh this one for the iwgp world heavyweight title okada defending uh against naito now the the bigger story we'll, we'll talk about the okada naito we'll go back to that but i think the bigger story uh to me at least relates to the iwgp u.s heavyweight title match 
uh, which was to be Tanahashi versus Will Ospreay. Uh, but Will Ospreay is off of that show now. He had tested positive for COVID. Uh, he was not able to tra uh, travel to Japan, so he is out. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii has replaced uh, Will Ospreay on that show. Also, Tetsumi Fujinami off the show as well uh, due to testing positive from COVID. I just love how the Fujinami is just like a normal roster member now. He's just like a dude that's on shows. Like, it's not like, yeah. a, it's not yeah. like a thing that's like, hey, special attraction, Tetsumi Fujinami. It's just like, nah, he's just a 65-year-old Tetsumi Fujinami just on the show. And he looks great. Like, I I'm fine with it. I, I love that. He's just like a normal dude. 68, I actually underrated his age. 68. Yeah. I kind of just like that he's just like a roster member that's like fills out the undercard. I, I don't know. I, I don't mind it. It's the anniversary year, so right. So right, that's right, why they're right. keeping him. Hey, but, keep uh, him. Hey, he's fine. Hey, he's in good shape. Can still kind of go. Like it's not. It's not. I. I don't find it. I don't know what you think about it. I don't find it embarrassing when he's in the ring. Well, they're not like giving him world title matches. That's, right. Exactly. It's a big difference. Yeah, he's going in there, you know, playing the hits, the, tagging out, and then he's out. So he did the main event on the on the anniversary show, I think. But other than that, he's just in these undercard tags or whatever. And it's not like you know they're not pushing him. That's where you run into a problem. Like, it's not even about, like, like okay, so AEW with Sting is another perfect example. They couldn't use that guy in a more perfect manner. You know what I mean? Like, he always does multi-man stuff. It's usually where you can hide him because it's a walk-in brawl. Um, you know, and, and you can hide his weaknesses and emphasize his strengths. He never beats anybody that, like, it's going to derail their push. It's always, like, other mid-carters. Um, you know, and, and, and so it, it's... It, it's like we always say, we're not like diametrically opposed to using older guys or older talent. Just understand where they should be slotted and, and, and use them in, a, in, a, in an intelligent way where it's not insulting to the audience. That's all. So let's talk about that, uh, the, the U.S. title match here, because I think that was a really interesting you know, result of who was going to win this match, Tanahashi, Osprey. Uh, Osprey, obviously, they're pushing him tremendously. They're they're also pushing the you know Will versus the referees aspect of that. Tanahashi and Will was felt to me like a pretty fun, interesting match, one that we haven't seen a ton of. So I was pretty excited to see that match, and it kind of stinks that it got taken away. I think it's a cool spot for Ishii to be in, but it's not. Yeah, it, it definitely loses something uh, to not have Will in here because I think Will's. I mean, obviously, Will to me is like the runaway, runaway, runaway wrestler of the year. He's lapping the field at this point. Like every single time you, he goes out you've there. been on that train heavy. I mean, oh you, God, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, yeah. I'll talk about I it mean, when I talk about warrior wrestling, and it's just like this guy's stupid. Yeah. It's, it's stupid how good this guy is this year. It's just insane how good he is. But uh, yeah, to have him out of it. I mean, anytime he's not going to be on a show, uh, that kind of stinks. I mean, Ishii and, and, and Tanashi still has a chance uh, to be really good. But are you with me that like you really were kind of interested in to see how they how they did this Tanahashi Osprey? Because I could see it going either way. I could easily see Tanahashi winning that title, but I could also see Will, you know, trying to give it to Will to try to you know, maybe spice him up a little bit. I don't know. I, I, I thought there was a lot of intrigue into that match. And now, I don't know. I feel like it's probably just going to go to Tanahashi or I guess it, if it goes to Ishii, it's like, all right, you know, that's fine. It, I don't know. I'm just not as interested in that match anymore um, for a number of reasons. Well, Ishii's not winning, but I don't think Tanahashi and Ishii have had as many matches as you might think. So that's possibly I'm, true. I'm, yeah, that, 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 yeah, that's true. So I'm interested in watching them wrestle because I'm always interested in, in both of those guys. And, and it's not like that's a match that's been overdone. I can't think of a ton of times where they've actually wrestled each other. Um, and, and especially recently. But, no, I feel like Osprey was probably going to beat Tanahashi. So I feel like New Japan's really catching another bad break here. Because, you know, by the, by the way he lost to Moxley, and we talked about this, it felt like they're they're setting up a series of matches. And 
you know, Moxley's been talking about the U.S. title and Moxley's wrestling Tanahashi in Philly, correct? It's uh, Moxley. In yes, yes, yeah. Tanahashi in Philly. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like Osprey was probably going to beat Tanahashi for the title. Moxley beats Tanahashi and then calls out Osprey because he beat him once already and then he challenges him for the U.S. title. It all makes sense, right? That's like right out of the gate old playbook. All of that. And then maybe you do it at Forbidden Door because then the timeline matches up perfectly. So you get your Moxley Will Ospreay rematch from Windy City Riot at Forbidden Door. Fits the theme of that show. It's for the, you know, IWGP US title. And you set it up with both guys beating Tanahashi, which is what Tanahashi's role is right now, putting people over, you know, kind of a gatekeeper to the top of the card. So I don't know. I feel like Osprey was probably winning for all of those reasons. I, know, I don't know anything, but I, it adds up. It all makes sense. And now that kind of gets thrown. Now what you could do is you can have Moxley beat Tanahashi for the title in Philly and then have Will Ospreay challenge Moxley, and you could still get to the same destination just with Moxley coming in as champion instead of Osprey. Or that could have been what they were planning all along to begin with. But either way, we lose the Will Ospreay-Tanahashi match, and... You know, Ishii, you could do a lot worse for a replacement. Oh, no, for sure. I I, th I think it'll still be, like, I'm less intrigued because, like, I think there was a lot of interesting stuff that could have come out of an Osprey-Tanahashi match. But, yeah, at the end of the day, it's Ishii and, 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 and Tanahashi. And, and Ishii's going to bust his ass, as he always does. And, and Tanahashi's in a big spot like this. So, so yeah, I, I'm definitely, I'm still looking forward. Like, going into it, I'm not looking forward to it as much as I was. But, like, coming out of it, I'm sure I'm still going to really enjoy this match. So, uh, that, that gets us to Okada and Naito. Uh, the main event, uh, it's another Okada and Naito match. They've done a bunch of these over the, uh, you know, over the last, hell, last few months. They've done got quite a few uh, Okada versus Naito alone. Um, this is an interesting one because we have talked about it. We talked about it a couple weeks ago that, that the current Okada thing is that he's just winning. He's just going out there and beating dudes. He's hitting one Rainmaker. He's maybe getting a little bit of a struggle, but it's not much. It's like he's basically dominating guys he's he's winning easily it's not a bunch of back and forth it's not a bunch of kickouts like when he puts people away he puts them away and he did that with uh, with Naito just a couple weeks ago where he just hit him with a rainmaker and pinned him and it was just over and I'm wondering do we go back to that is there a possibility that Naito wins this like wh wh what's your what's your temperature going into this match is it is it just exactly what we saw a couple weeks ago or, or how are they going to make this a little bit different in your mind or are they I guess I think if it's an interesting match because I think if the Forbidden Door main event is really going to be Okada versus CM Punk, then it's a much easier match to book if either one or neither of the men are champions, right? Then it's easier to negotiate a finish or whatnot. Right, because we're, we're in this, this time period right now where, yeah, it's Okada's has the title and CM Punk's going for the title in a couple weeks. So, yeah, if, if that, presuming that that's, you know, as as has been, you know, kind of bandied about and rumored or whatever, and, and yeah, that's, because, yeah, if both come in as champions, like, there's you have no to do way a draw. to, yeah, it's going to have to be a draw, which, honestly, I'm fine with that, too. I don't think any, I, I honestly, nobody that watches Forbidden Door I think is going to be upset if those two dudes go out there and have a 60 minute draw or whatever, you, you know, no, I don't think anybody would care, but you know, if you want yeah, to have I mean, a definitive winner in that, then yeah, you got to yeah. figure out, you know, th that's, that's, I mean, anytime promotions do promotion, you're always going to have where you get to the table and there's certain concessions you're going to make. There's certain guys you definitely will not allow to lose. 
and I feel like you know Tony has been very protective of guys, AEW guys elsewhere. We we've talked about that, and if you watch you know AEW guys on the indies, like no matter where you are in the pecking order of AEW, when you go to an indie, you have to win. Like you pretty much have to win. A few guys here and there he'll make concessions for, but largely no. Like these other shows you go to, whether it be a New Japan show, whether it be a Warrior Wrestling show, whether it be a whatever show, like his dudes are winning. AEW guys are winning their matches, so. He has been very protective of his guys, and New Japan is, is and, and rightfully so, pretty protective of their guys. So you could imagine that if you got to the table and said, okay, here we go, you know, if that's the match that you want to do, which is a really, really cool match and a really awesome match, and one that I think both guys are probably into, CM Punk has sort of alluded to him being into it, it is very, very strange if you go into that with both people as the champion. So I don't know. Yeah, I guess Punk could either just not win the AEW title, Okada could lose it here. I don't know. It, it's... I the problem with me is that I think that what's been so I, I love this Okada reign right now because I like that he's just like de, you know he's definitively beating people he's established himself again he's reestablished the title like yeah you can give it back to Naito and it's not going to hurt or you know Okada at all but I, I like the optics of this current title reign so I don't know that I love Naito just winning it here and then you know once Forbidden Door is over Okada wins it back or whatever I, I don't know I but you know they've done this isn't unprecedented they've done this before with Naito you know so it's not impossible to do the same story again but i don't know i just i I don't like that story at all there's also one more major new japan show before forbidden door anyway so you get through Dantaku, and i'm i think there's another show i think dominion is before forbidden door if i'm (sighs) not mistaken Dominion is gonna be well yeah yeah obviously dominion is always the first week of july or the first or second week of july so yeah or or june june i should say so yeah yeah so Okada would have to get through Naito and another opponent. Yeah, 6-12. 6-12 doing, uh, Dominion. So, yeah. I mean, so there's a lot. To, and then you have to have double or, no, double or nothing, right? Which is yeah. Hangman and Punk. So there's three major title matches that have to happen before we figure out where these belts are for, for Forbidden Door anyway. And this is the first of them. So that's why... When it comes to the champions in both companies, you really can't write off the possibility of any of them losing between now and Forbidden Door because, you know, the politics are going to come into play with these matches that they're putting together. So I don't I, – I, I think Naito could win. I think he could win um, because if you're getting the title off of Okada, who are you going to put it on at Dominion if you're not putting it on Naito here? Um you know who else is ready for you'd that? You'd have spot, to go, yeah. Bro. You'd have to go like real surprise or something like that. But no, I I think if you're gonna do kind of a quickie little title, I mean, Naito's probably the best guy to do it because you know. You're well, let's gonna... look at this card. Who is poised to win a match early in the card and then march out at the end? I don't see anybody. No, yeah. Um... Because, okay, Ocon and Cobb are tag champs. You're really not. They they never have the tag champ come out and do that. So you can't say. Okan or Cobb, and, and I don't think either one of them would beat Okada anyway. You have Evil and Tamatanga. Neither one of those are going to be the guy to do that. And then you have Tanahashi Ishii. So there's not even someone in an undercard match, because the rest is juniors. Right, or, or the only one that could potential would be, like, you know, Shingo or whatever. But, you know, we just we, we don't want to go back to that right away. That's That's... You know what? That's your guy. That's the he, only he possibility. Beats, you know, he t- pins Taka and then comes out and, and challenges Okada at the end. That's the only possibility. He's the only one on the entire show. It can't even be Zach because we just did it. So, and then 
you know, you now now Shingo would be the perfect guy to get the title off of Okada if you want to do that because you know that Punk is beating Okada and then Okada is getting his win back at Wrestle Kingdom. You see what I'm saying? So the only possibility here is Shingo. The only one that I see. It's the only one that works. But then who do you, then who is Shingo? Now New Japan has to worry about their own business. Yeah. Shingo yeah. wrestling at Dominion. <laughs> like as much as I want Okada and Punk to happen, like maybe not. Cause if it's going to cause all this kerfuffle, then maybe it's just a little bit easier to not have that match happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I want that. Oh, well, I guess, well, I, I got confused. I guess Shingo would be wrestling Okada at Dominion and beating him there. That's yeah. what you would do. Right. So th- that's, that's the only possibility I see. I mean, it's not completely out of the realm of possibility that that occurs unless Punk is losing the hangman. Okada beats Punk in Chicago. Yeah. But then Punk's got to get that win back. And it's it it makes more sense for Punk to win in Chicago and Okada to win in, in, in the Tokyo Dome. Rather than the other way around, right, 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 right. So that it, that's like, it, it makes more sense to send the Chicago crowd home happy after a go to sleep, and then Okada get it back at, you know, because you could headline one night of however many fucking nights Wrestle Kingdom is going to happen have this year with Okada Punk, with no titles at stake. Um, so I I don't know. I want that to be the match though at Forbidden Door. I mean, I think that's the most interesting potential matchup that can be made. Yeah, also from a politics standpoint, that's awesome, too. But, you know, some people, like, want to yeah. avoid the politics. I love that shit, man. I love the idea yeah, that yeah. these people are going to have to sit in this room. And, and to, do what know, we're doing right now. Right, and have to spend hours just excruciating for no reason because it's fucking wrestling. It doesn't matter that much. But just to be like, mm, nah, we got to protect that guy. We got Like, that stuff rocks. Like, some people, you know, there are people that grow up in this era where wins and losses don't matter. You know, the Roman Reigns titles come and go or whatever. No, I love this shit. Like, old school wrestling where it's like, ah, you know, yeah, this guy can't lose or ah, that guy can't lose. You know, not necessarily the, G- you know, Noah style, which we're going to talk about here in a bit, but a little bit more of, hey, we're going to do this joint show, but, ah, man, we got to really get to this table and figure out who we're protecting, who we're not protecting, all that sort of stuff. So uh, that, that that brings an interesting one. Uh, Joel brings up a good point. Joel from Super Jcast, obviously, Voice of Wrestling Podcast Network, uh, brings up Abushi as an interesting uh, case as well, that he should, I mean, ideally be ready to return sometime soon, that maybe he can get involved in this. Yeah, I mean, he was supposed to win New Japan Cup. Yeah. They even had him in it. But then then the doctors didn't clear him. So, yeah, no, no doubt about it. Like, But it's like, I'll believe it when I see it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he's definitely a guy who, yeah, without question, he could be the guy to come out and challenge Okada. Yeah, no doubt about it. And and like Shingo, he's someone who could beat Okada at Dominion. Right, right, right. You could be justified in giving Abushi a run. Like, Shingo, Abushi. Will and Naito are probably the guys that I think that you can do that quick little, all right, they're going to have the title for, it's not going to hurt anybody. It's not going to hurt Okada if he loses any of those four guys. And it's not going to hurt that guy. If that dude has a, you know, a three month reign or whatever, two month reign or whatever, then Okada just beats him again. Like it's not going to hurt those guys to do that. So yeah, that, that, you know, that I, I think one of those names could probably work. If you're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But I see what he's saying. Like a Bushi would be a, a big surprise and yeah. mm-hmm. would get a big pop. And, and if you won, like people wouldn't be disappointed. They would, they would think that's a cool story that Abushi came out of yeah. nowhere, beat you know, came back from injury and beat Okada. That's 
I could buy that. Like, I like that a little bit more than Naito. It's nothing against Naito. It's just, it would feel like such kind of a weird, you would feel it. You would feel that it's like, ah, we're in this weird predicament. So here you go, Naito. Here's a title to, to have for two months while we're, you know, waiting a bit. I, I don't know. That It doesn't, uh, that doesn't inspire much confidence in me. So I'm And Ibushi what... Okada is a legitimate Dominion main event. Mm-hmm. Well, and Ibushi Naito would be too. Oh, but yeah, yeah. Ibushi... No, for sure. It, it, but Ibushi Naito's been done to death. That's the other thing. Yeah. Ibushi Naito is like, how many times are they going to wrestle? And they really need to not make that match happen because Ibushi will be on the injured list immediately afterwards because he just yeah. <laughs> loves to kill himself when he's in there with Naito. So. Yeah, they're both insane. Um, so anyway, that's why the main event here is very interesting to me. And I guess we talked about Tanahashi Ishii already. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that's I mean, right now, that's cool. Like, going into Otaku, I'm interested in two of the matches because it's like, I don't know what's going to happen in these. I think it's going to be really yeah. interesting. And, and they're also have a chance to be really fucking good because it's Okada and Naito and, and, and Tanahashi versus Ishii. So, uh, pretty good stuff. But um, we'll go to the bottom of the card now. We'll work our way up here. Uh, you got Taichi, Taka, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Bushi, Shingo, and question mark, question mark, question marks. So we'll see. The always dangerous question mark. Yeah, it's more than one X this week, right? Yeah, there's a lot of Noah X's. X and there's <laughs> there's whatever this is. Um you know, no one's talking about this. You know, maybe this is a big time player, and you know, maybe this is the guy that comes out and challenges Okada at the end of the night. Yeah. Whoever this mystery man is. Um I don't know. I mean, I know Kushida wants to come back in a different gimmick. You know. Would he fit with Lij? I I I don't know. It doesn't seem like it. Like, but or this could just be since it's an opener, just something silly. So I I don't I don't have any feel. Yeah, for it could what. just be Shiro Koshinaka or whatever. You know what I mean? It could absolutely just be just like another legend guy that they just put in there. Who knows? Yeah. But uh... yeah, because it's like originally it was Fujinami, so it's like. If it was a some, if it was like debuting Kushida in a new unit, he wouldn't be a replacement for someone else. That would be something that they'd have planned out. So, it probably isn't going to be anything, you know, you know, particularly special. Yeah. Um. Then we have uh, Hiromu versus Yo. Uh, Yujiro versus Tangaloa. Stop me. So two hot thoughts about any so of these two matches. Ran- yeah. Well, look, with New Japan, you take singles matches when you can get them instead of sure. a thousand guys in a tag. So, and there's stories behind both of these matches. They're not just random pairings either. So, you know, I don't know how many people, I don't know how many of our listeners are super hot on the Bullet Club Wars, but, you know, Yujiro and Tangaloa is a match that is, is, is splintered out of that. So there's purpose behind the matches too. Uh, then we have uh, junior heavyweight tag team titles here. Six or nine, Master Watto and Taguchi versus Duki and Kanemoro. Yeah, like we always say, you could do anything you want with these titles. <laughs> and it literally point. does always not matter. Always 50-50, yeah. And, and, and none never, of it matters. And, yeah, none of yeah. it matters. They'll, yeah, ch- the titles will change or the guys will retain or whatever. Who cares? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's impossible to uh, uh, to really uh, get too much in there. Uh, IWGP tag team title three-way uh, United Emperor, uh, Empire, Okan and Cobb versus Goto and Yoshihashi and Bad Luck Folly and Chase Owens. Dear God, hopefully it's not Bad Luck Folly and Chase Owens. I can't do that. I can't do that. Let's. I mean, no, no. Okan and Cobb aren't losing this quickly, so they're going to retain. I, I don't know the point of shoehorning Folly and Owens in there. I mean, I wouldn't have been too hot on just another rematch, but this is worse. Like, you know I mean, I don't need them in this match. No. I don't need this. No one needs this in their life. You know, it's, it's, uh, 
I guess you could have done. I guess they're on the tour and they couldn't and they couldn't figure out. Fale owns and Yujiro. The thing is, here's the thing. They the result was they didn't give us just a meaning. They gave us two singles matches instead of a meaningless six man. Yeah. So I'm fine with that. You know what I mean? Like I'm okay with that. They gave us Hiromu and Yo in Yujo versus Tangaloa instead of just lumping all those people into a a random six man. So yeah, you're probably right. Or a random eight man or whatever like that. So I I, I guess I prefer fine, <laughs> fine. Yeah. Just don't give them the titles, please. Don't have them win. That's all I ask. No, no, no. That's, and they're not going to. And I really, really do not think they're going no. to. So no. This is all about Okan right now. You know that title reign. It's uh. Jeff Cobb has been elevated to the he's Cobb has hit his ceiling. He's going to be an upper mid card guy for the duration of his New Japan career. This title reign and and, and that elevation came at the last G one, right? This title reign, this tag title reign, is for Okan because this is part of his elevation because they want him to be a true top guy. So they're not going to lose yet, you know. So, um. And, and like you said, they just didn't. Yeah, you get the three way instead of an eight man tag, another spot on the card. Uh, never open weight title. You got Evil versus Tama Tonga. Excited yeah, about I mean, Evil versus Tama Tonga. They shot an angle for it, and you know, um, you know, you're either into that feud or you're not. I mean, I'm not as down on it as a lot of people are, I, because I think at least it's something different for the Bullet Club and all of their different yeah. mm-hmm. offshoots. I'll probably be tired of it after a while. They haven't really done anything else big with it yet. I think something's going to happen with the elite and the undisputed era and Jay White in AEW leading up the forbidden door or on forbidden door, which is going to be part of it all. So we're kind of in a holding pattern right now, this show, you know, some things will happen. And then um, people seem to think that like Adam Cole and Jay White, are just going to team up on Forbidden Door and be pals. Do they not know Jay White's MO of his character? <laughs> his entire character. Like, the whole essence of his character is you can't trust him, and he, he's out for himself, and he'll turn on anyone. And, like, obviously those two are not going to be, you know, something's going to happen there. You know, so, um, you know, but the Bullet Club Wars, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it every chance to hold my interest. Uh, then we have uh, junior heavyweight title here, Desperado versus Taiji Ishimori. So that should be pretty fun uh, as well. Yeah. Those two dudes, great chemistry between them, and, and a pretty fun match. So. Yeah, yeah. Despy's having a, a good reign, and I thought he would lose the show, but he didn't, which I'm fine with. And you know, he's uh, he's he's not a mid level junior anymore. Like he's a legitimate top level junior now. So, um, and I've always been a big Despy fan, and that's and that's good to see. Yeah, they, they legitimately yeah, did did move him up the card. You know, that was something yeah. that we never really thought they were going to do, and we kind of were, were wrong about that. And I'm happy to be wrong about it because, yeah, we just thought he was always in one little spot, and, you know, circumstances led to them kind of saying, fuck it, let's let's make this guy a guy. And, and yeah, he's had a great – he's taken the ball and, and definitely run with it. So uh, excited to see it. And, and, yeah, he obviously moved his merch. He's, he's super over. So, uh, yeah, this, this looks like a hell of a show, uh, this Nontaku. There's a lot of – the top three all look really, really good, and I think there's enough intrigue in, in, in a lot of the other stuff. Two singles matches on the undercard. Uh, you know, obviously, they're, they're not maybe the best <laughs> singles matches you can have, but they're still intriguing singles matches. And, 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 yeah, the top three matches all look pretty good, and Evil and Tamatanga uh, has a chance to be pretty fun uh, as well. So, yeah, that's, that's Wrestling Dontaku. 
uh, it is this weekend. We'll, we'll obviously watch that and review it next week uh, on the show. But uh, let's. Uh, so we talked a little bit about COVID uh, ravaging Japanese wrestling. It also uh, hits pro wrestling Noah as Kaz Fujita is vacating the GHC heavyweight title. Uh, he tested positive for COVID. He was supposed to face uh, Go Shiozaki this weekend and, and Noah Sumo Hall. So two nights in Sumo Hall, uh, back to back for Noah. Uh, in Japan, if you have, you know, if you can't make a match for whatever reason, they decide that you must be stripped of the title. So Kaz Fujita, uh, who just recently won it, is stripped of the GHC title. And now we're in a little bit of a limbo here with this GHC title uh, vacant uh, as of this recording right now on at 9.08 p.m. Central Time on the 28th. We do not know who Go Shiozaki is facing uh, in the main event of the April 30th show on Saturday. Uh, but a lot of stuff going in and around uh, uh, Noah, a lot of stuff going on in and around Fujita. Uh, and you detailed it uh, on a post at flagshippatreon.com. So uh let you uh, plug away on that. Give as much detail as you want here. But uh, if you want the full detail, uh, $5 tier, flagshippatreon.com, voiceswrestling.com, slash Patreon, or patreon.com, uh, slash voiceswrestling, $5 tier for all of that news. Uh, Noah news and notes because there is a lot going on some juicy juicy stuff in there probably not going to get to all of it here but uh, yeah what, what do you want to talk about here uh, as it relates to Fujita GHC title uh, and, and Noah Sumo Hall weekend well the first show with Aita and Hayata that starts in a couple hours right right so right. these two shows these two majestic shows these back-to-back nights in Sumo Hall they're they're about to happen a lot of people will listen to this after Fujita's replacement is known and after the match is over. Um, but as of this live show, and I did put the report up a couple of hours before we went live, you know, Kato Kiyomiya did challenge Shiozaki at the presser. So it would make sense that it would be him. But it's odd that the company never officially, ha- they haven't officially announced anything yet. And one of the shows is happening in a few hours. So they might be announcing it at the show. Um, it's really their last chance to announce something. I mean, so we're going to have to find out in a few hours who Shiozaki is facing in this decision match. But what's interesting to me is that is one of the things I detail behind the paywall is that Fujita did push for um, to not be stripped. Now, they already stripped him of the title. He pushed to not be stripped of the title. He didn't want to be stripped. What he pushed for was for the tag match with the mystery man, with the X, to be moved into the main event slot, and he just comes back when he's healthy as champion. But they right, already... But that's, that's not how they do it in Japan. I, I know that he's right. Kaz Fujita, and he thinks he's above this, but that's not how it's done. I mean, for better or for worse, I would just... Especially in these circumstances, I think they, they've caused a lot of issues on their own by doing this sort of policy that, hey, if we've announced the match and you can't make it for that match, then you have to vacate your title. I don't love it, especially in this sort of atmosphere. It's not like a big injury. It's not something that's going to take somebody out for six. To, if, if yes, if you're out because you tore your ACL or whatever, sure, that's fine. But we all know the score here. I think it's perfectly fine to just say, hey, this person is, is out because of COVID. They'll be back in a couple of weeks. So we're just going to not do this match now. We'll do it a little bit. Yeah, later. it's the old school mentality. Where it is what papers, it is. It is what it is. Yeah, it's not, you know, it's pa- not changing. No, because it's the old school thing where the papers reported as a shoot, Mm -hmm. you know, right, right next to the baseball results is the wrestling results. And they just, they treat it like you can't defend and you're no longer champ, but John Moxley couldn't get over here while he was us champion. And they just let him hold that title for a year without stripping him. So it's like, we've seen the rules bent at different times, you know, and I know that's new Japan and this is Noah, but um, the other thing that he pushed for was for, 
because he he doesn't want his title reign to end. So he also pushed for an interim champion, an interim championship. But you know, we don't even know who Go's opponent is. That interim championship proposal, as we speak, is still on the table. Because we don't know what they're doing with that decision match because they haven't announced it yet. So it's still possible this guy is going to get his way and not. But they did announce he was stripped. You see? So it's like, could they on tonight's show say, all right, we're going to have Go Shiozaki versus whoever the fuck for the interim championship. And they will face Kaz Fujita, you know, at Cork and Hall or wherever the fuck, you know, at some point. I, I mean, nothing's off the table here. And it's 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 odd because they haven't announced anything. Normally they're ready and prepared and know what they're going to do. And if it's Kiyomiya against Go, then you have to replace Kiyomiya in the tag team match with the X. Right. And that X is allegedly a major star and it's not going to be a letdown and it's someone who no one's going to be let down by. Well, then maybe they were going to shoot some kind of angle with that guy in Kiyomiya. And maybe that's why they're they're hesitant to announce Kiyomiya for the title match. Because they don't want to take him out of that tag. This is all just weird. They haven't said anything yet. That's And they haven't told us what's going to go down. Because that's normally not how these types of things are handled. They announce that the person is stripped. And they have the new match ready. And that's not the case here. And it does make you raise your eyebrow. Especially when you consider all the drama in that company. And how the talent does have a way of pushing around the office. And... um. You know, so it, it's it's hard to plot out what, what the plan here is. And the other factor is, you know, Fujita was already penciled into that Budokan Hall main event in July. So if you strip him of the title, which they've already done, and put the title on someone else uh, in two nights on the 30th, now you have to find a way to get the title back on Fujita before July. Right? So whoever wins that match on the 30th is like a lame duck. <laughs> right. So it's it, it. They may have been better off not stripping him, and either done doing his interim champ idea, or like you're saying, just listen, bend the rules for once because COVID's a special circumstance, and we know that people are only, you know, off the table for ten days. Right, right. We know the score now, so it's like, yeah, it's it, it's he can't appear at this show because of yeah. It, it, I, I get it. I get why they have the mentality that they did. I get why, but like. It's caused a lot of issues. There have been a lot of people that have had titles moved and matches moved and these things. And 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 I just think in this case, it's like it's fine. Just let it, you know, let it be. But yeah, we, you know, that's just how they do it. You know, there was what was it? A, there was one of many, many years ago where like Togi Makabe had like a sore stomach and they like took away the Never Title and like ruined like a long time story that they were telling. Wasn't when Makabe was facing Never Uzi. Title? It was. Uh, it was. Uh, he had the flu. I think. He yeah, yeah. Flu. It was like hey, he's gonna be out for like one day. Like you don't have to take the title away from him. Yeah. And they were telling this great, like, multi-month story with Makabe and Ishii or whatever. And then, like, yeah, the man got the flu, and they're like, oh, they can't have the title anymore. And it's like, no, just it's fine. Like, in, in these cases, like, it's fine. But I, I get it. I, I totally get it, and I understand it. And I respect it that, that obviously, that they are, are steadfast and, well, no, that's you know, that's the way it is, and that's, you know, our, our ideals and, and the way we, we approach this. But, yeah, in a case you know, like this, I, you're just causing like yourself it. a lot of issues. A lot of issues. You know what, though? I prefer this to – having no standards and no right rules. oh yeah, yeah oh for sure if given both options give me this for sure but yeah even if they're you know and, and i guess the the counter argument would be if you make exceptions then you no longer have a standard right true you either have standards or you don't so um 
you know, Gordon Ramsay says that all the time when he goes in these fucking failing restaurants. You, know, you either have standards or you don't. You can't have them half the time. You know, the line from Boardwalk Empire, you can't be half a gangster. You know, you're either a gangster or you're <laughs> right, not. Yeah, yeah. Like, you either have standards or you don't in these cases. So, I, I you know, I, I, I understand it. But uh, anything else that you want to touch on with the uh, the news report before we get into the, the Sumo Hall weekend? No, I mean, there's more There's more there. Um, you know, it, it's, it's the end of the month, though. I don't want anybody to buy a sub today. Like, buy a sub on the 1st, you know, because – if you buy a sub in the next 48 hours, you're going to get charged twice just because of the way Patreon bills. So um, we always tell people this at the end of the month. Just try Just wait until it's the first and you're part of the world um, and sub then because then you get the full – you get a full month for your money instead of getting a day or two for your money. And then right, they're going to yeah, charge We appreciate you. it, but like, yeah, wait two days and then pay the same amount and get the same amount of content. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and then just know. read it then, you yeah. know, it's, it's, I, I don't want people to, 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 to get stuck with that. And I think Patreon warns them anyway. I think, I think when you buy a sub, it says you are going to be charged again in X amount of days. Do you still want to? Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, so I, you know, and I, that is fair and I'm, I'm, I'm happy that they do that. But, um, yeah, so uh, there's a lot of other stuff behind the paywall too. I the new November just went up the other day. Um, the the vacation update from Alaska yeah, went up yeah, the other yeah. day. The uh, November, everything you could possibly want to know about the Philly mob wars of the '80s is all. Uh, yes, it makes no sense. You're wondering what the hell. I thought it's an ECW review. It it is, but yeah, there's there's uh, there's some nice little nuggets in there. But uh, people want people yeah. want you to cover more mob stories. I think that's your new I, your new pivot is just mob history guy. So well, I did. I did like 40 minutes on the Philly mob wars alone. And I said, I can't, I <laughs> can't do I can't put this up. Yeah. 40 minutes of the Philly mob wars. And then another 40 minutes of the rest. I, like I can't do 90 minutes and have 40 minutes of the show be Philly mob wars. So I deleted it. And then I condensed it down to like 18 minutes of Philly mob wars or whatever it came out to. And then, because I was like, people are going to be bored, and they're going to be like, what the fuck is this? And then people were like, oh, I love the Philly Mob Wars. I went through a sport. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, well, I could have left the 40 minutes in that case. you know. But then I, I got rid of it, and I did the Cliff Notes version of the Philly Mob Wars. But, um, I mean, you know, November is weird in that. It's not just, you know, you're not just getting reviews of these dopey hardcore TV shows. I try to do a little different, and I want to give people what it felt like to – live and be in philadelphia during that place and time and right why ecw was ecw why why they cultivated that audience that brand and it all worked perfectly like you know yeah there's a lot of reasons that go into it it's not just yeah that that you know sebu was there it's not just that paul Heyman was booking there was a lot of factors that related to making ecw ecw a lot went into it yeah so i i that that's why i i try to make the shows feel that way and you know eddie gilbert he held up a newspaper and made a joke about a mob hit and I tracked down exactly what mob hit he was talking about. And then, and then I gave a, you know, and I learned a lot too. Like I knew a little bit about it. Cause you know, I, you know, I'm into that shit, but I learned a lot too researching it. And I, you know, I was able to narrow down and pinpoint exactly which mob hit he was referring to on the show. And then, you know, I give a whole, you know, backstory of Philadelphia mob wars that ran from, you know, about 1980 till the late nineties. So, um, but anyway, that's a decent chunk hey, of the look, new November. If you if you want to pivot to mob stuff, I live in Chicago. I work yeah. literally 
100 feet from where Frank Nitty shot himself. So, I mean, I can go on assignment. I'm in the, I'm in a hub. I, I, I will, we can do it. We can absolutely do it. So, um, anytime we need to, I, I, I'm in, I'm in the, one of the epicenters of, of the mob. So I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to, <laughs> to start doing that. Yeah. I mean, people seem to like it. I mean, I, I put the news bits from like Walter Cronkite in there. It was, you know, <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Dan Rather. When news was news, um, Joe. Oh, I loved it. It was it was nice and charming to be like, well, now we go to Philadelphia where a mob war is. You know, it's like to some people it's like boring as hell. It's not sensationalist at all. It's just like straight hard news. It's it's you know, it's it's good stuff. So. Yeah, it's um it, it's funny because the first uh the first news bit is from nineteen eighty and it's um and, and it's it's Walter Cronkite rolling out, out was he putting out a cigarette as he as he started the? <laughs> yeah he's he's uh putting out a cigarette on the heel of his shoe as he's <laughs> right. setting up this uh this this mob segment and um i can't think of his of his uh what's his catchphrase when he signed off you probably don't um because i know you're probably i mean we're both too young for walter cronkite for, for fuck's sake but he had a catchphrase that he used um let me see if i can find it real quick. oh yeah okay so come out of the 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 news report on the murder of angelo bruno the philly mob boss and he gives his and that's the way it is catchphrase at the end he goes i'm walter cronkite and that's the way it is and because it's 1980 there's a little addition there where he goes and the hostages in iran have now been in captive for 100 <laughs> i'll keep you updated <laughs> the hostage <situation. laughs> and, and i was i was hoping to keep that bit in but uh, Andrew Rich cut it off at the end of the news report, and he didn't include the the Cronkite bit at the. I mean, it wouldn't have added anything to the to the show. Like, I'm not mad at him or anything, and I didn't. And I told him, but I was like, you know, I probably should have told him to keep that Walter Cronkite bit in. Yeah, it it's the just end. definitely it a, a time capsule for sure, as he's yes, updating exactly. you. 184 days for the Iran hostages. <laughs> I'm Walter Cronkite, <laughs> and that's the way it is. Like, and yeah. then he gives us, you know, and it's like it's like wow news is not like this anymore you know yeah. it's 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 totally different now but uh but yeah what else is back there thursday oh, there TV is reviews, a uh, shit ton of stuff right now so we got the thursday tier reviews that you just posted obviously before this show went live so as you covering uh this week's episode of AEW dynamite with scorpio and sammy with a uh, hair versus bald so a bunch of other good stuff going on there uh the newest noah news and report that we just talked about there so any, all the scoops that we know about noah, uh, noah all the news all the all the backstage drama all that sort of stuff going on uh, as you mentioned, vacation, uh, my travel guide through my, uh, uh, my my trip to Alaska. So I give you some some tips, what I did, and, and and more than happy to answer any questions if anybody is on their way to Alaska as well. I can give you some some ideas of what I did and uh, and different things that I uh, you know experienced or whatnot. So if you want to follow my path, uh, match of the week, uh, your weekly match of the week, Jimmy Valiant versus the Assassin number two from March seventeenth, nineteen eighty four, uh, hair versus mask match, a really interesting one. Uh, from the Mid-Atlantic Territory, so that is a lot of fun. So we'll watch that and discuss that over at Faction Patreon. And also the Slamboree Jamboree, my new uh, VOW retro series uh, covering the main events of Slamboree. 1993 is out. Uh, 1994 should be out very, very soon as well. 1995 probably uh, in the next few days as well. So, yeah, we're going to cover each and every one of these Slamboree. I-, I wanted some WCW in my life again, and, and I got WCW in my life again. So uh, covering each Slamboree main event. Uh, in the first episode, unfortunately, I called Davey Boy Smith David Boy Smith Jr. every single time I realize that I have a tick where when I say David Boy I just always finish with David Boy Smith Jr. So um, yeah. sorry about that but uh, I did that a bunch of times so I think of the British Bulldog as the British Bulldog and I think of David Boy 
Smith is yeah. Boy Smith yeah. Jr. You know, it's 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 a very yeah. tough thing to do. So I fucked up, but I was not talking about a four-year-old David Hart Smith or whatever. I was talking or Harry. What's it? Harry Francis Smith or whatever his real name is. Uh, I was referring to David Boysmith, but uh, yeah. Well, when we, did we, fucking uh, Ring Rats or Matt Rats or whatever it was called? When did they, they, they were? How old were they when that? Oh, shit Oh yeah, they were seventeen or something like that. Sixteen or seventeen, I think. Yeah, when him and Teddy Tyson, Hart. And yeah. Davy Boy Smith and uh, uh, Jack Evans. Called, I told you it was called Ring Rats. I believe it was called Ring <laughs> Brats. Rats. I it no, I think it was Matt Rats. Rats. Or Matt Rats. Matt Rats. Matt Rats. Yeah, that's right. I don't think it was called Ring Rats. <laughs> Ring Rats. <laughs> Teddy got the Ring Rats later. Show. Yeah, I was going to say, Teddy couldn't star in that show yeah, these days. Um, who else was in that? Jack Evans was in that? Uh, uh, Jack Evans was in it. Yeah, it sounds like a great idea. Well, uh, unfortunately, uh, that uh, f- lifelong failure, Eric Bischoff, was in charge, so it didn't work. So T.J. Wilson was in it, right? Yeah. T.J. Wilson. Yeah, was Jack awesome. Evans in it, or are we retconning uh, that? Was Jack Evans man. I don't think he was in that. He was trained by Alvarez, wasn't he? He was. Like he a was. A little yeah. later. I don't know if he was actually in that um, or not. We might be making that. We might be <laughs> retconning that. I don't think he was in that. We're just naming um, every young high flyer that was. Yeah, from yeah. that era. Yeah, Blitzkrieg was in it. Uh, <laughs> right? I mean, it sounds awesome. <laughs> sounds cool as fuck. So. Black uh, Venom was in it from AAA. They were all up there. <laughs> Doing Matt Rats. Uh, no, I think it was uh, Wilson, Davy Boy Jr., Teddy, Teddy Hart. Um, I, I want to say Jack Evans was part of it. Though, I feel like you, I, you know, I feel like you're not wrong. I, I really do. So um, yeah, he teamed with Teddy later, right? Like uh, a short time, or did he not? Am I making that up too? Didn't they team together in Mexico, Teddy Hart and Jack Evans? All right, so the talent wrestler was Harry Smith, Natty Neidhart, TJ Wilson, Jack Evans, Renee Dupree, and there Teddy Hart. So, yeah, there you go. We miss Renee Dupree and Natty. Yeah. yeah. We would have gotten Natty eventually. Renee Dupree I probably would have missed. I would have not I didn't, gotten Renee Dupree out of you. I didn't know he came out west to uh, Western Canada to do that. I thought he was, you know, busy in the Maritimes. Yeah, the announced team was yeah, Joey yeah. Styles and Don Callis. Wow. Yeah, and they, they were, were all like, yeah. they were all children, literal children, yeah. right? Uh-huh. They were, yeah. Some of these people to this day aren't even forty. <laughs> Jack Evans is just right? now thirty-eight. Like, right. Yeah, they were. Yeah, Jack Evans just turned forty, like a week ago, <laughs> like a couple weeks ago, he turned forty. I've been yeah. watching that guy wrestle since I was like ten. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> incredible. It's awesome. Uh Matt Rats, huh? Another Hervey and uh, Bischoff failure. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, Bischoff's got a long trail of failures. <laughs> but uh, pay him twenty dollars to hear him lecture you about the wrestling business. As he talks about one of his many failures, that, uh, you including know. his recent personal bankruptcy. <laughs> but this man's going to school you on the business yeah. of pro wrestling. <laughs> if, if the if the lessons are don't do what I did, then I guess it would be pretty good. But uh, yeah, yeah. If it's anything but that, which I assume it probably is, then yeah, maybe not worth listening to. But uh, yeah, did you see that clip going around? Oh, Eric the one Pre- where he's like, mm, uh, "Networks are going to look for programming that add value to their uh, their their network." So if you're not adding value, you're probably not a commodity to this new network. And people are like, "Oh, Eric, incredible insight!" It's like, not that say nothing Bischoff clip. <laughs> oh, that's another one. Oh, okay, sorry. No, you know what I'm talking about. Where people are like, "Oh, this guy knows his shit." It's like. All he said was, like, valuable TV properties are valuable to networks. Thank you, Eric. Here's my $10. Thank you so much. Yeah. No, you're going to love the other one. There's another clip going around of Eric Bischoff predicting the demise 
of CNN Plus when everyone and their mother <laughs> CNN Plus. Oh, wow. Plus. Uh, yeah. A real hot <laughs> take there. A real fiery take by Eric. So Not only that, the clip, like, he said this after it was already reported <laughs> that, the, like, the, the, the layoffs had already started and Bischoff went on his dopey little business show and gave all the reasons why CNN Plus, I, uh, well, you know, I think it's going to fail. Like, yeah, we know. They, <laughs> yeah, no shit, sir. They, they laid everybody off last week. Like, you know, and then that clip was going around and people were like, ah, Eric Bischoff has had it again. He really correctly predicted the demise of, of CNN Plus. <laughs> You're like, Who among us could possibly see that CNN Plus might not have been a great idea? Yeah, yeah. it's just incredible. This guy can say anything, but he knows that. Like that's the that's the hustle, you know. Um, no, he's you know all time fraud. He's eventually going to figure that he, he's going to come at us eventually, like because we talk so much shit about him. <laughs> like <laughs> you know, the day's coming, you know. And and I tell you what, he's pretty good at Twitter. Like he'll he'll find a good way to dunk. Like he he's good at that. Like he's pretty good at the dunks. No, I'll he's a clever guy. Oh no, he's he's a clever dude. He's just not a good at, at wrestling business. He's but definitely clever. Yeah, he's clever. Definitely dude. clever. He's not stupid. Like he's not oh, a dumb God, guy. No, 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 like, no, 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 no. He's actually, you know, very smart in a lot of ways. Because you know, but um, anyway, that's uh, that's the Bischoff burial hour. Yeah. So don't there. maybe don't give him ten dollars. Give us ten dollars. So we have a t- uh, three tiers: one dollar, five dollar, and ten dollar tier over at flagshippatreon.com. So again, Slambury Jamboree, uh, match of the week, Thursday tea reviews. Joe Vemmer to remember a lot of other great stuff as well uh, up there. Live flagships. You can listen to this show for some reason live right now uh, if you want. But uh, live instant reactions as well. Double or nothing. We'll obviously have uh, that and, and all major shows. We're going to try our, our best and usually can do just about every single major show uh, that happens uh, over the course of a year on the uh, instant reaction live. So that is that. Uh, flagship patreon.com. Patreon.com slash voices wrestling or voices wrestling.com slash patreon. All right. Um, you want to quickly touch on Dragon Gate while we're in uh, while we're in Japan, uh, and then we'll quickly go to uh, AAA and then get to uh, bounce around the Indies. Does that sound good? Yeah, there's just there's just a little bit of Dragon Gate news. Gamma is going to retire. Um, he's doing his retirement match on a I think it's a produce show. I don't even think Dragon Gate's doing the show. I think it's his own self produced show, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so he's not you... going back to the, the he's not doing the new Osaka Pro. No. Interesting. Hmm. No, he's he's hanging them up. Uh, do you have that? I don't think you had it. Let me see if you got the data. Yeah, the proto show. I don't know if I have it. I'm looking for it right now. If I can find. Yeah, it. he's. Uh, I'm almost positive it's not a Dragon Gate show. So that's a little weird. But what's weirder is Super Shisha is leaving Dragon Gate again. Yeah. Um. He's been in and out at other times, but you know, I asked around to all the people that would know, and no one. Because to me, it's suspicious. Like, why would he just? Because he's going to keep wrestling. Like, he's not retiring. Sisha is not retiring. He's going to freelance. But So if you're going to keep wrestling, why not keep wrestling for Dragon Gate? Where you've been there longer than just about every person there. You're, you know, essentially an original at this point. August 14th is the Gamma Produce Show. So we can, we can try to find it from there if we can. There you go. So you, you've been there longer than anyone. Just about everybody there. You've been part of the, uh, you know, the training and and all of that, um, you know, instrumental in that part of it. It's weird that he's leaving 
but going to continue to wrestle. But I came up empty looking for any drama that might be behind that. Yeah, yeah. It, so, I mean, it could just simply be, and we've talked about this for a while, and Open the Voice Gate has talked about this as well, is that just the embarrassment of talent that, that Dragon Gate has right now, and it might simply be that they had to kind of tell some of these guys, look, we, we kind of have to start cycling you guys out of this. Like, we just can't have, you know, there, there's just so many spots that we can have. And for a while there, I mean, you look at, at a lot of these Dragon Gate cards, and a lot of, there'd be these, like, endless string of like these dark matches or these undercard matches they try to get everybody they possibly could and, and little by little we're starting to lose a few of those guys like a few of those guys are leaving a few of those guys have gone away and it kind of i i don't know i wonder if it was sort of a hey look we have you know we're we're, we're gonna have to tell you guys like we have to move on we need to get spots for new, you know for younger guys new guys have to get in here so you know and, and it sucks because like both those guys are, are still pretty talented but yeah they just have an embarrassment of riches right now uh, with, with, with talent and and I'm not you know I'm not against you know, trying to give new spots for people but like you said it is kind of weird because it feels like Shisha would be a guy that would be kind of a, a, a you know Gamma I get Gamma you know did come from other places there's a new Osaka if they just told him hey look we're, we're gonna move in different directions you know and he said cool that's fine I'll, I'll go to Osaka Pro I'll do this I'll do that or whatever but yeah I find it interesting that he's the one that's retiring and Super Shisha is just the one that's gonna kind of float around and do indies or, or, or do other stuff so I don't know that's that's strange yeah he it, I understand retiring that that adds up to me, especially if it's like, look, we don't have a really have a spot for you. And it's like, yeah, you know, I may as well hang him up. But Sisha, it's like maybe it was more his call to leave because like ultimately it's going to be your call to leave. But it's like maybe he wanted to work more and was like, hey, I'm not you guys aren't booking me. Right. right. Uh, Or I'm just doing these stupid undercard tags. I'm not doing anything worthwhile. Like, yeah, let me, can I leave? And they said, yeah, sure. (laughs) Please. And he hasn't done anything worthwhile in years, but it's like, I, I I think it's more, maybe it was a matter of, I just want to work period. Even if it's the openers that I usually do. And then maybe they're like, well, we don't even have a spot for that. And maybe he was like, well, I really, you know, I want to, maybe they thought, look, you could stay, you could keep training people and working once a month, but. Let me pull up his cage match and see just how often he he was working. Because I, think I remember seeing, uh, but he was in a lot of stuff. It was just like all. Oh, I mean, I haven't seen him work in a while because a lot of those matches I'm either just kind of skipping because it's like ah whatever. I don't really zero match, zero yeah, match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm skipping a lot of zero matches or they're not airing. You know what I mean? Like so. Okay, so he's literally working about once a month, and he has been since. And there, it's always the opening battle royal in in Kobe. It seems like. Yeah. So. So. If you think you'd you can still go, you you obviously, you know, want to yeah. do more than that. Yeah. Um, you know, and outside of the Battle Royals, it's all like, you know, 10-man tag openers, which has really has been his role for years anyway. But maybe it's just a matter. Look, he's 52. Um, But maybe even at that age, he just wants to wrestle more. And they don't want him wrestling more. I don't know. It just seems suspicious to me. I hope we find out more. Uh, it's weird, you know. It's like we talked about this when Kness retired. Kness and and Cisha have just, just been staples yeah. of those prelims for like decades, you know. And it, it's weird that that's two more guys to add to the pile. You know, Shingo's Shima Tazawa go right down the line. Masato Yoshino retiring. Um, right. Oh, yeah. That whole generation's getting turned over. I mean, it, it really is. It just, yeah, they're just, they're just dropping like flies. It almost felt like it was never going to happen, and then it's now in the last three years, it's happened like insane. I mean, that entire generation is 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 
you know, yeah, you have Yamato still kind of hanging around. Other than him, I mean, I guess well, it, well, Doi and, and and Doi and Mochizuki and Fuji or whatever. But yeah, it it they're now the they're now like the minority. Those that Kachatora and Susumu are right, still around. Right, right. Now these are not these are all from different classes, obviously, but guys that were around before these last couple of waves of new talent. Right, right. Um, you know, yeah, they're, they're, you know, and we knew this day would come. I mean, you know, we used to talk about it. Like, as all these guys creeped closer to 40, we were like, well, you know, at some point, you know, they've got to turn it over. And, you know, now it's happening. But um, it's, it's a company with a, a much different feel. If you were a Dragon Gate fan four or five years ago and you just dropped out of wrestling for whatever reason and you when you get back into it, you, you wouldn't even recognize the cards. No, I mean, no. it's just yeah. a lot of guys that debuted. And I know and I know time moves quick in wrestling, period, but especially this has just been Well, I mean they're graduating they're graduating like four guys every year that are like you know awesome dudes. Yeah, there's there's twenty yeah. guys in this roster that weren't there five years ago that are all like top of the line dudes that that are just yeah, it, it, it's pretty wild. Uh the the they've been able to do but uh they have uh day of dead or live coming up on may 5th so we're gonna cover that next week i'll preview that show next week I, i've been checking out a little bit of dragon gate but i, I know you want to get caught up before we do uh, an extensive review uh of dead or alive so um well actually shit we got a we, week anyway so are we, we're not gonna be able to oh wait do when it. is it it's may 5th i believe shoot so that is on thursday isn't it oh that's the day of the yeah of the, well, uh, flag. maybe we'll that's watch fine. it that we'll morning it. we'll watch it that morning then i guess so is that right well, whatever that? if Let we me watch sure it we'll review right. it and yeah, let me make sure I have that date. Oh, it's always May 5th. Isn't, yeah. it, isn't it always May 5th? I believe that's right, yeah. So. That are alive? Doesn't it, isn't that one of the shows I with... I think that's traditionally the date, yeah. That they, Same date to. every year? So, well, there you go. So, I guess we could uh, preview it if we wanted to, but uh, we'll just... I don't know, what do you want to do? I, I have the well, card here, but you're I not think, caught up, so you have no strong thoughts about any of this. I think next week, if we have watched it, we'll review it, and if we haven't, we'll preview it, because... Yeah. We'll go either Wednesday or Thursday, like usual, and it'll either have just happened or it'll be about to happen, and um, we'll run out of time and we won't do it at all anyway. <laughs> it's, you know, it's just gonna happen. I mean, um, the bottom line here is they're not doing the cage. I think no that's cage, no cage. Yeah. So, um, you know, so and Susumu, if he loses his match. He's got to take on the Susumu Mochizuki name, right? That's the deal? Yep. And he must leave Natural Vibes, which, honestly, he might lay down for the one, two, three in that one. Yeah, that man, he <laughs> probably asked for might ring and he might go, he might do Bash at the Beach 2000 style, Jeff Jarrett, yep. say, pin me, man. <laughs> like, Finger poke Take me out of my misery. Yeah. Yes, please. One, two, three. I'm out of Natural Vibes. Thank God. I don't have to fucking dance anymore. Thank you. Pin me, brother. That's going <laughs> right. the end of that. You know? His, his unenthusiastic dancing. <laughs> That'd be me if I got put in that group. That'd yeah. be me with yeah. the unenthusiastic dancing. I might just retire, honestly. Yeah, you rather might go than, gamma style and just get yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I don't need Rather that. than dance every night. Um, all right. I did not see Impact's wrestling, Impact Wrestling Rebellion. Rich did. So he is going to take us through this card. Yes. Yeah, so, well, now I do have a quick question for you. Do we want to consider Impact in indie or not? No. Okay. We will it's not, not consider indie. Impact. No, it's not if you do that. Well, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's an indie. Do you no, think impacts it? No, I don't think so either. There was a long I time where on have... our website we had indies slash TNA was like a category we had for reviews. Mm. People get very upset about. It. Well, 
here's the thing. They're on national TV. Yeah. yeah. Albeit low powered, but it is national TV. They do sign wrestlers to exclusive like, contracts. Like low powered. Like well, Axis is low powered. I mean, <laughs> like a low power, like it's 1987. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I'm not. I'm saying, look, look, it's on, it's not on as many yeah subscriptions and, and and cable providers as otherwise. I like I like the idea that their their tower isn't powerful enough. To, yeah, to get they're in. Yeah, you know, they can only get to Des Moines and Wichita, and you know they can't get all. They'll have to. Yeah, remember when radio stations used to be like. The ten thousand watt power. Of yeah. Oh yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. Like that. Yeah. Axis doesn't have the ten thousand watt power of uh, <laughs> of the biggest rock station in Peoria, right? They don't have that. They have uh, they they've got the little mini antenna that only you know twenty twenty thousand homes receive. Um, what would you say if not low power? Like, <laughs> I don't know if I'd say low power, like low. Uh... What would all right? What yeah. would what would Brandon Thurston say? Low penetration? Yeah, low. Is that oh, what he would say? Yeah, I guess. Wow. A low penetration network? Yeah, I don't know. What would what's the buzzword? Right? What's the buzzword? I don't know what the buzzword is these days. So. <laughs> I, I think it not I think it would be Axis has low penetration. I think you would not instead of low power. Okay. All right, right? I'll go with that. Yeah, low penetration. They have low penetration national TV. Uh, but they do and they have they they but it is national TV. They sign wrestlers to exclusive contracts. They employ major league talent. So I don't consider them an indie. Okay, fair. That's my that's my argument. I I, I don't disagree. I just want to make sure. I just want to clarify that they are not an indie. And I think the, they have a legacy argument to not be considered sure, an indie. Certainly. It's like all Japan realistically is an indie, but it's not an indie. Right. We because can't. They we, have can't. A, we can't do that. Yeah. It, it feels icky to call them an indie. I, I don't like it. No. They got legacy and triple crown title and major league talent for the most part. So it's like, even though they operate at an indie level, all Japan is not an indie, right? But it's like impact have all of those things, contracts, national TV, legacy. They're not an indie. I don't consider them an indie. So no, we're not going to wedge them into the bouncing around. These, you're, you're a heathen. And, you know, I hope that the Impact fans come for you. That's what I hope <laughs> happens. I hope the Impact fans, they, they, I hope they round up and they come for you. The dog, uh, the, bark, the newest uh, Bark of the Dog can be all about how I, 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 I even considered lumping them in with Defy Wrestling, you know, this fly-by-night yeah. mud show in Seattle. So, I hope the dog of Bark of the Dog and Talon – and uh, Chris Regal, and of yeah, course, Chris Regal from the Chris, dead. Chris Regal, <laughs> zombie Chris Regal, Andrew Sinclair, and Garrett Kidney, and and the whole gang. I hope they all round up and they come for you because I gotta be honest. I'm not even an Impact fan, and I'm I'm insulted that you consider I'm insulted for them. I I you know I think that uh, Bob Ryder is, is gonna come for <laughs> Bob you. Ryder of OneWrestling.com, that, yeah, that's right. Um, they're, they're, you know, um, the whole gang I think you're in trouble, pal. Um, oh, I, I would say it, it would I certainly, only be, it would certainly to... be a thing if Bob Ryder came to get me, but, um, that's a story. If Bob, Ryder... Not, well, we've seen a lot of zombies in wrestling over the recent years. Yeah, there could be a fake dead person, is, right? Chris Regal, and then a real dead person in Bob Ryder. So that... <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, all I have to say 
to you calling Impact and Indy is you've got to be kidding me about that. Look at that. It's Voices Wrestling that. Podcast Network. Great, uh, great uh, TNA content yeah. there. Eric Kidney History and Liam Jones. Podcast. Gotta be kidding me. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, so I watched, I watched Rebellion. So I, despite re- disrespecting Impact tremendously, did watch their most recent pay-per-view, which I believe you uh, did not. So anyway. Was this a pay-per-view or was this an Impact uh, streaming service? Yeah, monthly? well, I don't know what this... Nah, this had to I be don't a, know what any of them are anymore. I this had to be a quote-unquote pay-per-view, uh, a premium live event, as, as World Wrestling Entertainment would call it. It had to be, because this is a pretty big Was this event. on my cable system? Um, I feel like it had to be. Are on my cable it system. had to be. Yeah, I mean, you got Josh Alexander and Moose. That's a big-time matchup. All right. Well, let's see. And we could play our bi-yearly game of Joe says what's on pay-per-view on uh, <laughs> what weird wrestling pay-per-views are, are available. Yeah. Um, so let's see if they because there would be replays, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Also Here you available go. at voicesofwrestling.com slash fight, by the way. So Yeah, you get on fight as well, which is where you should watch it. Um, I can report that on channel one twenty one is Impact Rebellion twenty twenty two replay in HD. And on channel one twenty two is Impact Rebellion twenty twenty two in S D. What kind of a monster is still <laughs> yeah, watching standard maniac. definition? Yeah, what maniac is watching us? Yeah, who with like their tube TV? Like, what's happening there? Why are you watching in standard definition? Um, so yeah, this was a real pay per view. Um, standard definition. I'm surprised that the cheapskate Rich Krejci doesn't order in standard definition. Oh, never. No, no, no. Like I'm cheap about a lot of more. stuff. I am not cheap about HD. The second I could, I got an HD box. I am not a cheapskate about that. No, that's there's certain it's, things that I'm willing to spend money on, and and. I'm getting a big ass TV, That's which I am. Them. I'm getting a big ass HD box, and everything is in HD. Everything's in as, yeah. as best quality as it could possibly be. It's absurd. I, I I lose my mind. Thankfully now, like it's impossible to do it because there was a while where like I would come home from work and like the nurse would be watching TV and it'd be in SD, and I'd be like, "What are you doing? Why are you watching this in SD?" <laughs> like she's like, "What do you mean? How, how can you tell?" And I'm like, "What do you mean? How can you tell? Like it's ridiculous. It's fuzzy. Yeah. It looks like yeah. shit." I'd move it over to the HD channel, which clearly looks better. She'd go, eh, "I don't know. I can't tell the difference." Like, what are you talking about? ridiculous but luckily yeah. uh xfinity now will just automatically switch you to hd if you go to an sg channel it just tells you to go fuck yourself and it switches it to hd immediately so oh don't even give you an option no. just you're it's going just to like, the what hd you no we're switching it, it says automatically yeah. switching to hd and it just immediately puts you on hd so. yeah you could hide the sd channels on the guide on direct tv which is a nice feature um you know what this is sick both versions are thirty nine ninety five. Who the oh, fuck? Oh, so now they're a the real SD masochist. Version? Yeah, a real masochist that's yeah. holding the SD version for the exact same price. Ridiculous. I'd I'd love to see how many buys they had on that because there's probably enough to make it like absurd. Like there was, there's enough. That, there's buys. a reason why they have it, right? There's a reason why they offer the SD. But yeah, at least take five dollars off, so you know that you're like clearly ordering the SD. Because yeah, there's definitely some goober who's like, oh, thirty nine. Here we go, boom, and then like, yeah, it comes up and it looks like SD. So that sucks. Yeah, I would think that if it's the same price, it's only accidental purchases, right? I mean, you know. Um, that's probably some head to head here. There's probably some weird tube person that's, you know, like tube TV person. But don't be, a, if you're a tube TV person and you're listening to this right now, just, I, I don't. Like, it's, they're like 80 bucks to buy a nice TV these days. It's, it's stupid cheap yeah. to buy a TV. Just go to your local electronics outlet, <laughs> your Best Buy, your. Walmart, your Target, anywhere that sells anything remote, remotely electronic, and you will come home with a pretty decent HD TV for at least a hundred dollars, at least. 
Yeah, you you really can. I mean, you can't. They're not that expensive anymore. Um, Rebellion on Channel 124, we have Female Wrestling's Most Violent Brawls 101. 101. So there's 101 other of those. I don't know if that means there's been 100 of them or if that's just. Oh, it's like 101. We're taking you to the, uh, you know, school on. Yes. Like, yeah. Like you're going to, yeah, you're going to school. It says female wrestling's most violent brawls 101 parentheses non-nude in all caps. You know. That's <laughs> Someone called their cable company. Does. Somebody called their cable company and said, "Hi, I ordered a hello. Yes, hi. You know, the whole time, thirty-five minutes gets on the air. Yes, yes. hello, Mister yeah. Thompson. Well, how can I assist you? All right, so I ordered pro wrestling women, female wrestling's <laughs> most violent brawls. And Where I, are the tits? <laughs> I regret to inform I you that there yeah. was no tits at all in this pay per view that I ordered. Uh, I would like to get a refund. So they said, "Hey, we need to specify." No tits in the order. Uh, no tits. There's no ass spreading. What did I order here? So now they put it in parentheses, in all caps, mind you, non-nude. They used to so do that you know. for, uh, at least on my cable provider, they would do that with uh, with gay porn. It would say, like, you know, Fisters Unite 8, and then it would have parentheses gay, right. <laughs> just so you knew. That. Right. It's like, yeah. well, I, I kind of got it, but all right, thank you anyway. Like, yeah. You know, it just like the thumbnail or whatever was like pretty clear yeah. that it was. But I like yeah. they had to warn you, just so you know, this is gay. It's like okay, like thank you, but like the the thumbnail was was like an oiled up Austin Theory looking fella, right. and you're like, yeah, I kind I kind of surmised that this right. may have been of the gay persuasion, right? But yeah. I appreciate you know, um, it. I just I love because again, it was the same thing where the you know. And how many people, like, you know, their wives were like, hey, did you order, like, Fisters Unite 9? And he was like, no, I, I, I you know, no, I, I didn't know it was, you know, yeah. I don't know what that was. I yeah. thought it was, you know, I thought it was something else. And it was, you know, so they had to put on their gay just so you were aware that it was uh, indeed for. Uh, I don't know if they still do. Yeah, I don't think you know they still you're getting calls. Anymore, so. They wouldn't put non-nude or gay if they weren't getting calls right. by people who were confused. Right, 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 right. So that's the deal there. Here's the description. These girls just posted bail and are already back in the ring. Oh, man. Listen, oh, so I can't blame girls? someone who thinks you're getting titties. Yeah, yeah. that sounds like prison. Like, yeah, like, wasn't that – that was a whole genre of porn for, like, 20 years, right? The prison porn? I mean, this is, like, a description of half of the videos on, like, you porn. Like, I can understand why someone might think they're getting some tits. You know, I discussed my dislike of the word nut as both a verb and a noun. Yeah. I got to tell you something else I don't like, Crage. People who say titties with the D, like T-I-D-D, I, mm, I hate, fucking hate okay, that. Okay. Nothing is more cringe than calling tits titties with, with a D. It's just cringe to me. Just say titties with the T's. What's yeah, why, the titties? why did we move to the they D's? Why did we move to the D's? Is there a reason? Yeah, why did we move to that? Like, what? What's the point of that other than being cringe? Right, because I grew like, up in not, the T. I grew like, up in the T-I-T-T, you know. I, uh, yeah, titties. I know. Yeah. yeah, titties. Titties. Not titties with the D. Like, I hate that. It's so cringe to me. Like, it's like, oh, I have, like, like I'm a big titty, titty girl. with Like, the T-he. You know, no. Just put the T's back in titties. It's not titties. It's titties. I hate that. Add it to the list. 
of things I hate. What else, what else um, is on your pay-per-view provider here? So this <laughs> this this wrestling show has no titties. Yes, no non-nude. Titties, yes. non-nude. Um, next up is rest, uh, Women's Extreme Wrestling Brutal Attack. Also non-nude. Oh, damn it. <laughs> uh, these are nine ninety-five. Um, but again, brutal attack, you know, it says it's an all out brutal female attack when these hard and sexy warriors oh, come hit the on. Ring. Yeah. What do you want? You're advertising. They need it. You know, I, I'm with now the people that call it and say, hi, you know, please specify if this porn is gay, if this porn is gay or not. And please specify if this is not nude or not. Because if I'm ordering that, I'm going to be honest. It's on pay-per-view. It's 10 bucks. It's these brutal and sexy women. Like, yeah, they need to specify I'm with those people that called in now. Next up, CZW Girls with a Z. Ooh, is that nude? Wild, wild Women of the Ring. Non-nude. Oh. This, this is $7.95, so it's a little cheaper than the others, which were $9.95. This description, there are lady wrestlers, then there are these wild women. Hair pulling, face slapping. Even biting can be expected. Again, I think the non-nude disclaimer is fair. Very fair. Uh, Is that it? Nope. Wrestling's bloodiest wars. (laughs) There's always a wrestling bloodiest wars. There's always a wrestling's bloodiest wars. What matches are on these? I've never heard of of what actually is on these. Wrestling's bloodiest wars or whatever the fuck. Also non-nude. CZW Origins of Ultraviolence, non-nude. <laughs> There's always CZW um, too. They have to. How much money? They must be making money, right? They have to be. They have to be cut at least, at least even, right? So it says, follow CZW founder Zandig through his ultraviolent battles where there are no rules. So there you go. And uh, now so we're it's just CZW. Before, so. It's just literally a CZW pay per view. Yes, but says non-nude as well. Okay, just to, just to clarify. That one didn't need the disclaimer, I don't think. <laughs> I think That's I got a, that. Yeah, that just sounds aggressive. Unnecessary so. disclaimer. <laughs> did you know, Impact Rebellion say nude or non-nude, or no? Said... Uh, no, it, no, no. That's See, Impact is a classy organization, Rich. non <laughs> so just assumed, yeah, they, they, they need to specify for that. People know that that's – you're not getting titties on the Impact. But that doesn't bother you when people – People put titties no, with the D. I no, can't stand that. No, not at all. I don't think it's cute. Never I don't really think thought it's about like... it ever. So, no. Ugh. Spider-Man No Way Home in 4K. Um, not nude or nude? Cubs versus... <laughs> there might be some titties in that, right? Uh, yeah, no? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's PG-13. Cubs at Braves in 4K. <laughs> all right, I think we're out of the... Yeah, uh, we're, we're good now, so. All right, so Impact, Rich watched this. Steve Macklin in his cosplay to come full circle. His Punisher, his Punisher cosplay. Absolute dork. <laughs> Defeats Chris Saban and Jay White. I, I love that the, there's still a genre of, I know about comic books. <laughs> like, okay, we got it, pal. Yeah. Like, everybody does. They're the yeah. most popular thing in the world right now. We got it, like, you know. Every new yeah. guy comes out like, hi, I know who Daredevil is. And, okay, cool. <laughs> cool, dude. Well, maybe one day Steve Macklin will be more over than these characters, and he won't have to pretend that he is these characters, right? I mean, I don't know. Um, 
Jay White loses again. What's going on here? I don't know. How it was it? weird. Yeah. So they did, they did it in an interesting way here where, like, you know, he, he had he hit his move and then, you know, Macklin stole the pinfall. So it was that sort of style where, like, it, it was told that Jay White, like, was the – I mean, he was clearly, like, the most, you know, more – the most focused guy on this. He didn't take a whole lot of bumps. Like, he was, he was the one doing a lot of the work. But, yeah, they just kind of slyly had Macklin, you know, come in uh, and steal the pinfall uh, here. So White, you know – didn't win, but also like looked like he, you know what I mean? Like, so they did it in a, a pretty clever way, but I mean, this was okay. It's just, unfortunately it was a, a, a one of many, many, what uh, the announcers called triple threat matches on this show. You would have, your blood would have boiled when uh, drama King Matt and uh, <laughs> Tom, whatever the fuck Hannafin, Hannafin. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're saying triple threat match and Hannafin does tag every single time when they tag now. And it's like, bro, you don't have to do that anymore. You don't have uh, to. Does he really? Yes, he does. And it, it infuriates me. I don't think he was doing that at first. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't know. Well, he does it now. And he, he, he definitely, him and, and Drama King Matt were kept saying triple threat match. And I was like, oh, I hope Joe doesn't watch this. He's, he's going to go just absolutely insane when he hears, you know, Drama King Matt say, oh, I've been in many triple threat matches. And I'll tell you the triple threat matches. Are... It's just like, oh, God. Oh, God. But uh, there was many on this show. So at least two. But uh, yeah, this was this wasn't bad. But uh, I just would have preferred it as a singles match. I would have preferred Macklin versus Saban or Macklin versus White. But it was it was fine. You need to get White on the show. Uh, Macklin gets the win. It was fine. Kaya Valkyrie defeats Diana Perazzo, the nice Italian girl, uh, to win the AAA uh, Queen of Queens title. Is Diana doing jobs and dropping all these belts? For when she wrestles, uh, maybe coming into the uh, ROH slash AEW wrestling Mercedes Martinez next week in uh, in AEW, is that what's happening here? Or I don't what's know. Going on? Yeah, it's interesting. I'm I'm not sure. I mean, maybe it was just time to have her mo- lose this title. Uh, but you know, we'll talk about it in a bit. You know, when we when we get to AAA, uh, that maybe it was just she didn't. But she's working, you know, the Triple H show, so it's not like it's you know she could have still. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's it's an interesting thought. Like I don't know that they were. I don't know. It like it may. There's possibly a lot of things that go in there. Taya winning this title isn't a huge surprise because obviously Triple A loves her and, and they love, you know, pushing her and, and, and making her, you know, a featured part uh, of theirs. So it may have just been a thing where they were cool with Deanna having the title, but then once Taya came back into their world and they were able to book her again, that they much prefer just having her win it. So I don't know. I, 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 I'm not sure exactly, um, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it relates to anything else. I, I don't know if there's a big picture thought yeah. to, to have here. It might yeah. just be that Triple A wanted Taya Triple to have a. the title. Uh, wasn't Ace that Austin great. wasn't that great. I'll tell you that. Taya. Taya. Well, Taya stinks. Yeah, she's not Taya very good stinks. at wrestling. So that's uh, I've seen Deanna Prazo have a lot of very good matches over the last year. Uh, and Joe, this was not one of them. Yeah, Taya's not any good. Um, Ace Austin wins the X Division title, a three-way X Division match, not triple threat. Trey Miguel, the former champion. Champion and Mike Bailey were the other two men here. This was really good. Now, I, I, again, my my hatred of three way dances, three way matches aside, this is awesome stuff. They 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 it, it's, it's the exact way that three way matches should be done, where there's a lot of action all the time. There's there's fun spots with all three people. They're just it, again, there's there's ways to do these types of matches 
there's lazy ways, and that's what most people do is the one person goes out to the side, and then two people fight. One person comes in and knocks the one person out. You know, the, the, the classic, the way that WWE does a quote-unquote triple threat match, which is just yeah. boring as fuck, and we've seen it 20,000 times over the last 10 years. We never want to see it ever again. This one, they just, all three dudes just went out there and did shit for, you know, 10 minutes, and it fucking rocked. It was really, really good. Ace Austin looked great. Uh, Trey Miguel looked awesome, and Trey Miguel is one of the most underrated guys in wrestling right now. I think he's really, really good. Uh, and Mike Bailey, I am more than happy to take the L on that. I think you would probably agree as well. Uh, we, I have long been kind of a, eh, I don't know, I don't see what other people see in this guy type of thing. Where, where I've always like, I always heard really, I mean, for the last five, six, seven years or whatever, even when he was away, it was everybody saying, "Oh, Mike Bailey," and I was just like, I don't know, I've seen him a lot, and it doesn't quite click. But man, over the last few months, between WrestleMania weekend, this thing, everything I've seen him in other places, uh, dude's great. I mean, he has really figured it out at least, or or maybe I've figured it out, or I've I've come to to see what he offers, but. I thought he was really good here, uh, definitely the star of this match, uh, and he's had a great run over the last last few months, just putting together, just making up for lost time in in, in big big ways with with great matches. So I, I thought he was great here. Tomohiro Ishii defeats Jonah, all caps. Did he get him up for that brain buster? Uh, man, I don't remember if he did or not, but this was pretty good, but not great. I, I think the Jonah stuff. I, I I think Jonah has a lot of talent, but I think Jonah's not quite sure how to use it all the way yet this i i really had big anticipations for this match because it's ishii versus jonah and i thought there was going to be a lot of just like you know big time moves and big time spots and all that sort of stuff and it was it was a little slower a little bit more methodical than you probably think it was or maybe probably a little bit more slow and methodical than it should have been i think it was still pretty decent because it's ishii and, and and jonah and they're both solid enough wrestlers but i think there's i think jonah has a lot more to offer uh to to to, to you know his his game and I hope that he improves a little bit in the next few months and, and, and weeks or whatever. Just be a big man, man. You know, use your size. Like, I, I wonder if it's maybe a WWE thing where he's, you know, because they, they they always try to, like, if you're a big guy, they try to kind of tone you down a little bit and tell you to take it easy. Like, he just needs to go out there and fucking destroy people. You, you know, that's, he's got the body for it. He's got the skills to it. He's done it before. Like, just go and do that. You know, Ishii can take it too. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was good, but may, maybe a little under expectations for me. Violent by Design wins the tag team uh, Schmoz Fest here with the Good Brothers, uh, Taven and Bennett, Myers and Cardona, Johnny Swinger and Zicky Dice. I think I got syphilis just reading that team name. <laughs> uh, jo Jordan Grace and W. Morrissey, Heath and Rhino, and Rich Swan and Willie Mack. This went over a half hour. Yeah, a little, a little too long, but I will say there was some pretty fun highlights here. Um Jordan Grace and W. Morrissey come out. So Jordan Grace has like a mystery partner and they're like, oh, who's it going to be? And then it's W. Morrissey. And you're thinking, what the fuck? Like, if you don't know who W. Morrissey is, that's Big Cass. And you might be thinking, who gives a shit about Big Cass? Like, that, what a stupid. Impact has protected the hell out of the guy. The guy looks great. His body's in tremendous shape. I'm pretty sure he's going to be on Dynamite next week, right? Like, that's yeah, pretty clear from MJF's promo. And I think people are going to be shocked at what they see from a guy who you mentioned earlier, confidence. This dude has fucking confidence dripping out of his body these days. This dude looks like a million bucks, acts like a million bucks, owns a room when he comes in there. So he comes out, the crowd goes nuts, he goes nuts. So they get screwed over, basically. Uh, the, the, uh, uh, the major players screw them over. They, they, they end up losing or whatever. Afterwards, Morrissey's pissed off. Jordan Grace is pissed off. Morrissey chokeslams Chelsea Green through a table. 
So Chelsea Green helped them then lose. So he's pissed off. Jordan Grace says, you know what? Fuck it. Throw her through a table. <laughs> yeah, do it. I don't care. Do it for me. So Morrissey chokeslams her or, or power, sorry, power bombs her through a table. The table explodes. It looks insane. The crowd goes nuts. Morrissey's screaming. Like he's the most over guy in this company. It's insane how over W Morrissey is. And you wouldn't believe it. You you would think that I'm lying to you, and I promise you I'm not. The big cast is protected and he's over and he looks good. He owns the room. He's got confidence. Like, I, it, it, it's hard to describe, but W. Morrissey is like a complete revelation these days. It, it, it's, it's wild. I would have never in a million years thought we'd be here with Big Cass, a.k.a. W. Morrissey, but he's absolutely there. I mean, he, he, he's, he was the star of this match. Unfortunately, then, there was like 25 more minutes after all that sort of stuff, and it just kind of went on and on and on and on, and then eventually Violent by Design won, and uh, yeah, it was uh, not great, so. No, I put the guy over behind the paywall today. He, um, you know, he's gotten his act together. He's gotten his body in shape. He works within himself. I think that's important, too. And he is twice the wrestler he was when people may have last seen him in WWE. Yeah. He, mm-hmm. he, and and the, the big key is he really he works. He knows what his strengths and weaknesses are, and he works within himself. And I think he's working without a contract, if I'm not mistaken, unless Impact re-signed him since last I saw that news bit. There's a chance Tony Khan scoops this guy up. So we'll see how the match goes with Wardlaw next week. I mean, we all suspect that it's him because MJF said something about you can't teach yeah, that. Yeah, and you can't the guy teach was seven that. tall. It's not Enzo. So <laughs> I hope it's not Enzo at least. So. Well, no, because he said the guy was taller than Wardlaw. Yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, so it's not going to be Enzo, but it'd be great if Enzo came out with him and was like <laughs> dancing around him and fucking managing him. I would, I would go for that. I'd have no problem with that. Um, Impact knockouts title. Tasha Steeles successfully defends against Rosemary. Uh, Rosemary can sometimes be pretty good, and Tasha Steeles can be hit or miss. How was this? Uh, <laughs> Joe, this was a uh, little bit of a miss here. So. Uh... This was a miss. This, this was, was a, a miss. Steel's yeah, miss. it was not. It was one of the Tasha Steele right. misses. Uh, Rosemary was pretty bad. Tasha yeah. Steele's was pretty bad. The crowd didn't care. Uh, it went on a little too long. Um, Tasha Steele's came out dressed as Simba from The Lion King. So. Oh, come on. At first, I thought she was the cowardly lion. Ourselves. At first, I thought she was the cowardly lion. And I'm like, why is she the cowardly lion? Oh, because she was backstage cutting a promo, and I'm like, she looks like the cowardly lion. Like, what? Did I miss some story here? And then she's, you know, talking about it. And then you know, Tom says, uh, she's a channeling a Simba from the Lion King." I'm like, "Oh, all right, cool." The cowardly lion. <laughs> and she looked like. Look up Tasha Steele's at Rebellion. You're gonna see what I'm saying. It looks like, like, uh, it looks like the cowardly lion makeup from like a high school play of of the Wizard of Oz. And I was like, "Oh, all right, cool." But. uh She's pretty good. Like, you know, she's usually pretty good. So I'm gonna old old Bert Lair from the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> right. it's a cowardly lion. It wasn't great. I got I gotta see this thing. I hope you can look it up. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know oh, if it's Oh my god. Uh... <laughs> courage. Try, if I only had some here. courage. <laughs> <laughs> Cowardly lion. <laughs> I'm gonna try to send you. Okay. Ended, All right. ended up being Simba. Yeah, so you're on uh you're on the uh, Google chat. Where am I looking for this? Uh our, our Google chat where we uh, do these shows. Alright, alright, alright. Easy. Uh, WrestleZone. Yeah, so you're, you're... 
<laughs> right? Am I wrong? I can see where you thought it was the cowardly lion. I mean, I Simba makes see, much more now, sense. Why would you think it's no? But why would anyone think that's Simba? Right, right, right. Well, I don't Did know if there was, was a pre-match Simba? promo. Well, no, Tom said it was, but I don't know if like later, maybe okay. in her promo she did. Maybe I missed it, but it was a miss. All right. Yeah. Tasha Steele is usually pretty good. I think Rosemary stinks, so uh, it's probably more of Rosemary. Oh, you don't like so. Rosemary? Not a fan, no. She yeah, got big, she got so. big mad this week too, right? Didn't she? Oh, at Meltzer. Yeah, on a on a burner, didn't she get mad? Or, it's not necessarily a burner, is it? It's a, it's a, it's like no. She has a she has a she has a work and shoot account. Right. Well, so great. she from her <laughs> from her from her non worked from her non kayfabe account, you know, because Becky Lynch said that you know made those comments about how the WWE women's division is featured more and is better than the AEW women's division. And that, of course, you obviously people, Rich, you'll be surprised to know that Twitter didn't just say, well, that's her opinion. We're going to have to respect that. No, of course, it turned into a giant blow up for a day and a half. And uh, with the tribalism uh, rising to the surface. And it's because Dave uh, said stardom's good, right? That He made the... the... So the AEW fans and WWE fans were going at it. And I don't even think anything Becky said was out of line. I mean, the women are featured more in WWE. The division is deeper and better. I mean, I didn't think anything she said was out of line. Um, But some AEW fans. She also works for the company, so she's probably not going to say, hey, our division stinks. (laughs) She also works for the company and is married to a guy who has made part of his gimmick that he's the company man. Yes. So, like, you know, so I don't think anything she said was out of line or unexpected. For all of those reasons, but the AW fans obviously got annoyed with it, and then you know, like the impacts, you know, someone always jumps in with, "Well, the real best division is the Ugh, Impact yeah. Women's Division, which is without a question the most overrated division in all of wrestling because it's a perfectly competent division." Yeah. Oh, there's a people- lot of really talented, re- but there's also yeah, there's there's havoc and yeah, there, there's there's. There's not good and stuff on there. Yeah, let, let's not. And it's poorly. It's poorly booked. Like right, the rest of right, right, you know. Right. It's like, and it's like people talk about the Impact Women's Division like it's you know a vintage All Japan Women. I mean, you know, it it just isn't. You know, and so yeah, it's got Tennille Dashwood and Madison Rain. Like, let's pump the brakes a little bit here. They were down. pushing the Iconics, <laughs> right? Who, <laughs> who just retired because they re- they they realized that they stink. Like, so let's calm down with how great the Impact Women's Division is. It's perfectly fine, but it's vastly overrated. But then Meltzer quote tweeted someone and was like, well, I mean, none of them are as good as stardom. Ugh, Again, yeah. I have no problem with Dave saying that. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's probably right. I don't watch stardom, but, you know, me, you know, that seems like a reasonable opinion. But, yeah, that's when Rosemary on her shoot account um, then quote tweeted Dave and, you know, said whatever she said. Oh, something about. Japan's not going to blow you or something. I don't, I don't know what she said. So basically some derivative of the Tokyo Dome joke, I guess. I, I don't know. But uh, it's pretty cringy. Pretty cringy was the bottom line. Um, and, uh, yeah, even even with my limited time on Twitter these days, you couldn't avoid that whole, whole day and a half of which women's division is the best. I know that's a debate. Would you like to get into that debate? I would love, Joe. Yes, I would love to get into that debate right now. But uh, yeah, it was. 
this match was not the great uh, representation of it. Uh, yeah, I think Tasha's pretty solid usually. Um, so I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna blame Rosemary for this. But uh, yeah, it just it just didn't work. Like the fans were for whatever reason just not enough heat. I and, and to be fair, I think that elimination match went way too long because the crowd was really hot until that match. And then that match really brought everybody down. And then you know, Tasha Steeles and Rosemary did not get them back up. So not 100% on their, you know, a, a fault of theirs. But, yeah, I just didn't think it really kind of worked. Uh, but uh, then then you had the main event. Oh, yeah, you're, le- you're leading me through it. Sorry. Take it away. Sorry. Right. Hey, what the hell, man? Why are you stepping on me? <laughs> then we had the main event, which was the Impact World title match. Josh Alexander finally avenges Moose. Remember when Moose viciously attacked him in front of his family? Yeah. And cashed in some copycat money in the bank gimmick that everybody does now. And, um, Ander versus the moose. Uh, one sec, Joe, I think we may have gone off air for a moment. So let's see here. Are you, you're back. You can hear me. I can hear you. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. I think we may have lost the stream. Let's see if people are back. Let us know if you can hear. I had a, a big crash. It said your encoder stopped streaming. Uh, yada, yada, yada. So uh, I don't know. We're either back or we're not I back. I think we're back. I think okay. the stream is back. There's no more buffering circle on the uh, video. Okay. So we are back. Yeah. All right. So I did not hear what you said. Uh, it, it all crashed. All right. me, so I will set it up again. Yes, please do. Impact world title match. Josh Alexander defeats Moose coming full circle from uh, last year when Moose cashed in his uh, money in the bank knockoff gimmick or whatever and beat Josh Alexander right in front of his wife and kid in an infuriating finish, infuriating in all the wrong ways. But uh, Josh Alexander has avenged that loss, and he is now the Impact World Champion. How was Josh Alexander versus the Moose? Really, really good. And I think if you're an Impact fan, you're going to love this a lot more than, like, you know, people are just kind of dropping into this. If you're just dropping into this, you're still going to like it. It's a very easy story to follow. Uh, There was a great promo package before, so if you didn't know about the background of Alexander and Moose, you got it right there. Alexander comes down with his kid. You know, the announcers, I think, Drama King Matt and, and, and Tom did a great job of kind of letting you know all the stakes at, at, at hand here, a lot of the story, why this matters to Josh, how despicable Moose is. Like, you got it. There was a clear baby face, a clear heel, a very well-worked match. So if you just drop into this, if you haven't been watching Impact, you will still love this because it was really good work. Josh Alexander, one of the best in the world right now. Moose, you know, there was a long time where people would say, ah, you know, Moose has got this or he's got that, but he's not a great bell-to-bell. I think he's really good bell-to-bell now. I think he Moose has got everything right now. I think he, he's... If, if he wasn't Moose, you know what I mean, for, for whatever that is worth, you know, being Moose has, you know, has its its, its ups and downs. And, and there are people, a lot of people that just, you know, for whatever reason, for many, many reasons, some justified, some not. Like, they just don't like Moose. They don't want this guy to ever get a push or ever be, you know, popular or whatever. But if you can kind of go in with an open mind of a moose like he's really good right now and so yeah he's in there he owns the room he's just a guy that totally gets it a great main eventer these days josh alexander one of the best wrestlers in the world they go out there and they have a really 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 good main event match so if you're just dropping in i think you're gonna like it a lot if you're an impact fan if you've been following impact you've been following those pay-per-views you remember that you know the cash in it's that much better because it's a lot of storytelling a lot of just really interesting sort of callbacks, little interesting nuggets thrown out uh, throughout it. It didn't go too long, you know, it, it well-paced, just a, a really, really good match. I would say definitely out of all the matches on the show, I would say definitely watch that, that the three with Austin, Miguel uh, and Mike Bailey. 
and absolutely go out of your way to watch this match. I think I, I I don't know if like you should watch it for match of the year purposes, but I think it's 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 well worth it because it re- it rewards you for them telling a very very good story with Josh Alexander and Moose. It rewards them for for pushing Josh Alexander. It rewards Josh Alexander for kind of sticking with Impact and despite you know possibly having options elsewhere. Moose for for where he's gotten to these days. Like if you haven't watched Impact in a while, I think maybe jump in, watch this match, and and, and really appreciate you know. That Impact is doing some stuff right these days, and this is maybe the most clear example of it. Uh, you know, Josh Alexander winning this title, no bullshit afterwards. He hugs his wife, he hugs his son, people cheer, and he just he wins. He is now the ace. He's got the championship. He's the top dog. You know, Moose is avenged. It's it's a very well told pro wrestling story that that comes to a, a very fitting and and rewarding conclusion here with Josh Alexander just beating Moose and winning this title after after months and months and months of this getting taken away and, and ripped from him and, 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 and honestly even more when you, when you can, you know, consider what Josh had to go through, just even get a visa in the country, just be able to wrestle in America, getting sent back, back and forth, yada, yada, all that sort of stuff. It's, it's, it's a very, very satisfying conclusion to everything here with Josh Alexander, just winning the title and becoming the new impact champion. So go out of your way to watch this one for sure. So there you have it. That was, uh, the impact rebellion as brought to you by, uh, by wealthy Krejci. <laughs> <laughs> How did that happen? I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> there's just so there's these random websites that exist that just like repost stuff from other websites. They're these weird, like I don't know what countries they or, or originate from, but they're like direct copies of other websites. They're just trying to grab some SEO. They're just trying to grab some ad dollars or whatever. So like they're direct copies of the website. They just grab like whatever article we have or whatever review, and then they publish it on like WrestleNews.co. HD, you know, these weird ass yeah. sites or whatever. So they had one the other day that was like just a random Patreon post that we had, and not even like the full post, like the the preview post that we put up uh, at VoiceWrestling.com. And despite everything else being exactly the same, instead of Rich Krejci, it said Wealthy Krejci on there. So I have no idea where that came from. I think I know what happened. I mean, I think they put it through a translator, and Rich oh, went to Rich went to Wealthy. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, all right. Like they translate it and then they read and then to whatever language they use and then they type it back out in English. Like it's like a double translation, right? Yeah, and yeah. then Rich comes out to wealthy. <laughs> but you are henceforth known as wealthy. Wealthy Rich. I hey, you know what? When you I look at these so. lavish vacations and, and everything, <laughs> I mean it. It kind of adds up. It really you know? does. I it think is. it kind of. Yeah. So. There we go. Now let's do triple mania real quick, and then we'll uh, then I'll ask you a question. Oh yes, or yes, you yes, ask yes, me a yes, question. Yes, yes. Someone's asking someone a question after we. Uh... So triple mania, this trip, trip, triple, triple mania, triple, triple mania, X Monterey. triple mania, triple mania, Monterey. Uh, yes. How about the Young Bucks versus Vikingo and Phoenix? Fuck yes. How about that, Rich? Check that. You ready for veins. that? Hell yeah, I'm ready for that. Are you kidding? Uh, a little bandito Pagano and Taya Valkyrie versus well Andrade's off the show. Um that's old information. Oh no, Andrade's on the show. Um I'm sorry. Alberto uh, Del Rio, he's off the show. <laughs> Somebody said we're show. not working with yeah. this fucker, so he's off the show, yeah. Uh Cybernetico and Diana Perrazzo. You know, back in like the nineties when I never actually heard any Buddy, say his name. I used to pronounce that Cybernetico. Cybernetico. Okay. Like a total gringo, right? Cybernetico is what I would say. Speaking of which, have you heard Excalibur pronounce Konosuke Takashita? I have not. No. What does he say? It doesn't sound anything like I just said. Trust me. We've been saying that name so wrong. 
for Uh-oh. the last eight years because you know Excalibur isn't getting it wrong. Right, right, like, right, right. Excalibur right. is doing it precise. So like, no, has anybody told us this? Because I feel like no one's told us this. And everybody, if we mispronounce any name, we have 27 people telling us six different ways to pronounce it. and that. But no matter what way, we're saying it wrong. So you're telling me we've been saying that guy's name for a decade so and we've been say, saying it wrong? Saying it wrong. When I say Konosuke Takashita, that sounds correct to you, right? Yeah. I'm going to attempt to say it the way Excalibur says okay. it. I've been practicing all week. <clears throat> Konosuke Takashita. Takashita. Konosuke. Not Konosuke. Konosuke, which makes sense because it's Shunsuke, not Shunsuke. Yeah, not Shunsuke. Yeah, yeah okay. That makes the sense. UKE, you say Konosuke. It's Konosuke, not Konosuke. Right? So that's number one. Konosuke. Try it. Konosuke. Konosuke. Takashita. Takashita, okay. Yeah, take a Takashita, take a Shida. Right. It's like total. Now it does, in retrospect, it does sound white boys. Yeah. like the most white way to Takashita, as opposed to like, you know. So I heard Excalibur say it, and I was so embarrassed for us, the way we've been pronouncing this man's name for the last decade. It's Konosuke Takashita. Wait, Konosuke Takashita. Konosuke Takashita. Takashita. Takashita Konosuke. Okay. Takashita Konosuke, like that, is how you're supposed to say it. Man, Takashita. Wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's... Takashita. That's like me saying Cybernetico. <laughs> Cybernetico, or me saying any of these names um, that we're going to mention here over the next uh, 10 minutes. So. Um, Johnny Superstar, who could that be? Who is yeah. that? Can I, can I, can I, I think I talked about this in my WrestleMania weekend previews. Can we, can we, can we cut this gimmick? Yeah. It's I'm cute for a little now. while. I'm done. I'm done. I'm over it. Hey, did you watch the the do your dishes match for WrestleMania yes. weekend between yeah, I did. Johnny? And... I did. Yo, you you really watched? It? I really did. Yeah, I don't Is that know the why. Biggest piece of shit match. <laughs> I could that you... not believe well, it never ended. It would never fucking end. They refused to end the match. It was unbelievable. <laughs> it was unbelievable. And the crowd wanted to like the match. Um, it, that was the best part about it. The crowd wanted. Like when it first started, they're like, ah ha ha ha. All right. We're into this match. Let's do it. And then, like, five minutes in, you could tell that they're like, all right, <laughs> go home, guys. Like, we got it. Like, you know, they were like, do your dishes. Or, oh, you fucked up. You, you know. And then, like, ten minutes into that match, they're like, all right, no, please get the fuck off of our, like, go away. Please. You have to go. Why is this still going on? So, did yeah. you did you watch Shazam McKenzie versus Billy Stars? <laughs> I have not seen that yet. I can't, I can't bring myself to do it. That match legitimately was one of the worst matches I've ever seen in my life. And, Rich, wrestling revolver, the Sammy Callahan vehicle, he rebooked it. Running They're it back. It again I saw that. They're running it back, yeah. I don't know how any human being could have laid eyes on that match, WrestleMania weekend, and thought to themselves, we need more of that. Yeah. Let's, let's bring that. Why would you book that again? I feel bad for them because... All shtick aside, it was awful. It was embarrassing, that match. A humiliating experience for everyone involved. How could you book it again? <laughs> Sammy Callahan couldn't have seen it, right? That's not Oh, there's possible. no way. There's no way, yeah. Like, he's kind of good at wrestling. He knows bad wrestling, right? And Revolver's been, I mean, they're, they're, they're pretty well booked most of the time. Like, there's some pretty good stuff on Revolver shows. Does that show draw one less fan without that dopey match? Why would you book that? 
It's a match designed for the shut up and take my money quote teat people, pretty much, and only those people. So maybe it will draw then. I, maybe I'm maybe I'm out to lunch. All I know, I, I don't know. I've done my audio rants on that match. <laughs> I, I thought maybe you watched it out of pure. No, sorry, have not seen it yet. So maybe maybe sometime soon I'll I'll watch it. I, I can't. There's certain matches and there's certain things on WrestleMania weekend I just cannot bring myself to watch just yet. So how do you run that back? I I, I don't. It's baffling to me. I honestly can't respect your opinion if you watched that match and didn't think it was one of the worst things you've ever seen. It's impossible to me that anyone who knows anything about wrestling could watch that match and not think it was terrible. Including the people involved. Like, they couldn't have been happy with their performance. It's impossible. I can't accept it. <laughs> I, I guess I do have to watch it one of these days. Um... Connect for Psycho Clown. This is part of the, the gimmick now. The yeah, so now, now we're starting. This is going to be the year-long tournament here. They're going to do a multi-round, you know, mask tournament here. With, with The end result is on the, what is it, the third AAA show. Uh, they're going to do a, uh, a, a a main event, and that'll be a mask versus mask. So not it's not every single person. Like, Ultimo Dragon's not losing his mask on this. You know, Ultimo, it's right, not right, a right. match between Ultimo Dragon and Pentagon and one man's losing their mask. It, it's it's all matches in this tournament. And then finally, when you get to the finals of this tournament, one person will lose their mask and one person will will, will, will retain it. So, yes, it is not but is all it masks. The loser? No, but is it the loser advances? Like, in other words, you don't want to win to get to a mask versus mask match. You want to... Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. The loser. Yes, correct. Right? Yeah. Sorry, I didn't specify that. Yes, yeah, because that would suck if you won all your matches and they're like, all right, now you got a mask. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. I won six matches. Yes, losers advance in this round. Yes. If that didn't make, if that wasn't obvious that you don't want to lose your mask, yes. No, the losers advance in this tournament, not the winners. So one of these men is losing their mask, is you know. So Connect versus Psycho Clown, Rayo Di Jalisco Jr. versus Blue Demon Jr. Piano Four versus La Park. And Ultimo Dragon versus Pentagon Jr. Or whatever he calls him. I guess he calls himself Pentagon Jr. in this promotion. So we all know who I'm talking about. I skipped two matches. So it's Johnny Superstar and Taurus versus Dragon Lee and Jerusalem versus Laredo Kid and X. Three X's this week. And Octagon Jr. and Sexy Star, not the original Sexy Star, I don't believe. I think this is No, this is a there's the there's a new sexy star. It's not the sexy star. And like the ninth Octagon Junior. Right, right, right. It's not the sexy star everybody uh, hates. It's a new sexy star, and yes, it's the ninth Octagon Junior. Versus Latigo and Maravilla and uh, Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti. So now I don't really mean it's the ninth Octagon Junior because you know people are gonna. They're be like, like it's only been four, you dumbass. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then of course you know, like I said, the the, the tournament gimmick, and then they're doing a Copa Triple Mania deal. Um, so that's, uh, that's triple mania. That actually looks like a decent lineup. It does. Triple A. Yeah. Yeah. Those. And that's going to be on fights. Uh, there's English audio, uh, audio as well. Uh, so you can order that on voices, slash fight, uh, Larry Dallas. And I forget the other, who's the other guy doing it with him. Um, please be match striker. Please be match. Striker. I don't think it's match striker. Unfortunately. No. All right. I, I Larry Dallas. Yeah. Shoot. It's lit. Uh, damn. I know Larry Dallas and I forget. It was the, like Kevin Gill. I don't think it's Kevin Kill either. Thank God. So Kevin Kill, uh, Joe Dombrowski. Right. So that that's good. Joe Dombrowski and Larry Dallas. That's a good. That's a good crew. I think that'll be good. Yeah, that's I a good crew. So that, that if you want to watch in English, it is available on Fight uh, to watch in English. Larry Dallas and Joe Dombrowski. If you want to watch in Spanish, obviously it's available 
uh, on fight as well. So there's two different ways. We have a preview up right now from a Cubs fan, uh, luchablog.com. There's a uh, extensive preview. So if you're, you know, we we obviously do not follow AAA uh, nearly as much as uh, luchablog. So that's a you know hot take right there. Let's say that. But uh, now if you need some details about these matches, know kind of what's going into the the, the matchmaking, all that sort of stuff. Uh, a great preview up at voicesofwrestling.com. Uh, including direct links to order the show if you want to, but uh, yeah, that looks like a fun one. So uh, the the strategy here and and Cubs fan kind of le- you know lets you know about it too is they're trying to do the WrestleMania thing. They're just going to call a bunch of different shows this year, Triple Mania, yeah. hoping that you care about it. But you know this is a really good card and a pretty decent show, and we care about it, so it worked. Like whatever strategy they had, it, it worked. definitely worked. Yeah, it absolutely worked because we're talking about it when normally we would not talk about a random you know May Triple Mania or, or a random May you know Triple A show, but we're doing it here. Uh, so, so credit to them that that the, the strategy worked. Over under on cancelable things, Larry Dallas says one point five. One point. Ooh, um, I think Larry's Larry's turning a new page here. I'm gonna say under, Joe. I'm gonna go with an under here. I'm gonna take the over. I mean, that's a safe. The safer bet is the over for sure. Yeah. But the higher the the better odds are the better odds are gonna come for me on the under, but uh you know the safe bet is there's probably a lot of factors here because there's a lot of women on the card. It's in a foreign land. There's uh <laughs> people of different ethnicities. Oh, you're giving yeah. Um, poor Larry. No, but Larry means well, but you know, sometimes the mouth moves faster than the brain. He'd even admit that. So I'm gonna go over. You're gonna go he under. Was, he we'll was stay. fine on the but you're he was fine on the uh, AAA any weekend show, right? I don't think he's look, anything bad. Look, here's the thing. Larry can go zero cancelable things or he can go 17. Right, like, yeah. <laughs> there's there's no in between for sure. You could it could really be any it could run the gamut, you know? So you know, I, I will gamble and I will uh I will take the over. Um who's who's asking a question here? Is one of us asking a question? How's Well, this? so I am gonna ask you one question. Did we did, should we have covered uh a little bit more of the Noah show, the uh, the actual matches on the Noah, or do you not care? Nah, who cares? We'll we'll review it next week. Okay, we'll review um, it next week. Yeah, because there's a lot of we weird names. About, well, we went through the matches last week. Did we? Did we go through the all show. the matches? I don't remember if we did. Okay. Yeah, I went through all the matches, and I asked you if it was the worst Sumo Hall main event. Oh, of that's all right. Time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Segment. Right, 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 right. Okay. So we did. We went over the matches last week. If you want to go, if you if you didn't listen last week and you want to hear us talk about the Noah lineups, it's literally the last segment on last week's show. I forgot about that. We did do that. Okay. Should be easy to find. So anyone who wants to listen to that, go listen to the last 10 minutes of last week's show. So it, we got it. We, we did it there. Okay. So, so now, Joe, we'll, I will we'll ask you. Next week. I will ask you. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I'll ask you. All right. No, I don't. I ask. I got to ask, right? All right. Yeah, yeah. You ask me. Go ahead. This is always such a mess. Why can't we ever get this straight? Um, all right. Rich, do you want to go bouncing? Around the Indies. Let's do it. All right, so we start with West Coast Pro game-related. We both watch this show. Um, I've got maybe a bit of a hot take. I think West Coast Pro right now is the best indie in America. What do you think of that take? I don't think you're wrong. I mean, I, uh, everything I've watched at West Coast Pro uh, lately has been really, really good. Uh, this show in particular, no nonsense. Booking really great talent. Booking a lot. I mean, if you see a lot of the most recent match announcements that I've said, oh, shit, that looks really good, has come from them. Like, it, it's come from them. Uh I watched a show like this. Almost everything on the show delivered to exactly what I wanted. Uh, again, no nonsense. Good booking. Strong, you know, champions. Smart book. You know, yeah, I, I, I think so. Production-wise was good. Announcers were good. Yeah, I would say, yeah, I don't think you're off, off base there at all. I think this 
uh, that West Coast Pro has done a really, really good job in recent months. And they're definitely an indie that uh, when a new show pops up, I, I, I try to at least watch a little bit. But uh, this one, I was able to watch the entire show uh, and came away really, really impressed by what West Coast Pro is doing. Yeah, I've been following along with them and trying to watch every show since late last year. And, uh, you know, I got through this one. And I know it was a couple weeks ago, but sometimes it takes us a little while to, uh, to, to catch up with the indie shows. They book... Uh, they book really great talent. They mix them in well with their with their local talent, and I think for um, the type of fan that listens to our show, I think they would really enjoy these West Coast Pro shows. I think they're kind of right up the alley of people who like wrestling in their wrestling. You know, I, I know that that sounds uh, weird to well, say, but fuck, uh, on, the, on the current indie scene, yeah, that is a that is a unique aspect of, of some companies. It's just no nonsense. Did you see they announced for June Speedball Mike Bailey versus Konosuke Takashita? I did see that. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, that sounds great. Konosuke Takashita. Takashita. Takashita Konosuke. Takashita Konosuke. Now you're just yes. showing off. Now you're just making, you're just making sure. You're, were you in a mirror earlier doing this? I've been practicing all week, my man. <laughs> Hell yeah. Ever since, I heard Ex- <laughs> ever since I heard Excalibur say it. I'll tell you what you need to watch. I'm not even joking. Takashita Konosuke versus Brandon Cutler from Dark Elevation. Dark Elevation, yeah. Okay. I'm not even joking. Legitimate recommendation. Um, but anyway, yeah, so Speedball Mike Bailey versus Takashita. And look, West Coast Pro is the kind of promotion now that's going to book a Takashita, right? Uh, because that's the kind of talent that they're bringing in. They try to bring in the best talent. The shows are accessible on IWTV. Um, I like this Levi Shapiro. Yeah, I, mean, I like, I like Levi book. Shapiro, too. Yeah, he's good. He never fails to impress me. I mean, every time I see this guy, I enjoy him. They brought ASF in for this show. ASF is getting booked everywhere. He seems like one of the big winners of WrestleMania weekend, for sure. And he worked a six-man here with the Rez and Gringo Loco against uh, uh, local guys, Alpha Zoe, D-Rogan, Midas Creed. Uh, well, two of those guys are local guys, right? I don't think Midas Creed. Um, yeah, I think my yeah, I forget where Midas is, is based, but yeah, I, I think you're right. Well, isn't Midas Creed? Unless I'm confusing this, uh, Midas Creed is no, I'm thinking he's somebody else. Never mind. Uh, forget the Midas Creed point. Uh, and now I lost. Now I closed my sheet. Oh, um, so yeah, it was Jacob Fatu versus Bandito in the main event. Uh, borderline notebook. I thought uh, they both brought it. I think they might have had a better match in them, but certainly not a match I'm going to complain about. Uh, Minoru Suzuki versus Kevin Blackwood. I'm kind of over the Suzuki indie matches, to be honest. I agree. I'm with you, too, uh, yeah. Yuji Nagata versus Davey Richards. I mean, right where all of Davey's, Davey's matches were landing. You know, three and three quarters, three and a half, four if you're being generous. But I got to tell you, Rich, to me, the match of the night was Titus Alexander yep. and Mike Bailey. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wasn't sure if that was where you were going to go, but that was definitely my – I had it circled and starred and said, oh, if Joe doesn't bring this up, I'm going to say this is my favorite match of the entire night as a hot take. But, yeah, Titus Alexander and Mike Bailey, awesome. Again, Mike Bailey continues to impress the hell out of me uh, these last few months, definitely making up for lost time, uh, not being able to work American Indies for, what, six years or whatever. Came back, guns blazing, and he's been tremendous. And do Titus Alexander, if you are not on the bandwagon, get on the fucking bandwagon of Tyson Alexander. Or Tyson, Titus Alexander. Yeah. Yeah, he's a name to watch for sure. Um, you know, and, and Mike Bailey just continues uh, 
you know, his march through the Indies and, and, and his return from, uh, you know, his uh, forced sabbatical. So another uh, notebook quality match. I went notebook for it, for that bout. The only one, but there was a bunch of matches on this show that I thought were flirting with the notebook. And that Vinny Massaro, he just makes sure he gets all the interesting match. I'm surprised he didn't just, you know, uh, maybe he's wrestled Yuji Nagata before. Yeah, I was going to say, him, wanna... him, him, Yuji Nagata, and Suzuki in a three-way match. But they brought Akira in from the East Coast, and, and he booked himself against yeah. Akira. So. And booked himself to a win. Well, listen. Pays to have the pencil. <laughs> Is he booking this? Or I actually don't know. I don't know. I, I forget. Because yeah. we made a reference to it a couple, and then he responded to it, but I forget what he said. I forget if he told us, hey, guys, I'm yeah. not actually booking this, or, yeah, you're right, I am booking this. I don't remember. So Yeah, but he lobbies for the interesting matches all the time is what he does. He certainly he, does, as way. he should. That, guy, that guy's, you know, yeah, he's worked. He's paid his forever. dues, as the kids say. Yeah, so yeah. he deserves it. How'd you think Debbie Malenko looked? I thought Debbie looked pretty good, actually. Um, you know, So this is a match that was... One, I think, or yeah, this is a match that was supposed to happen a couple a couple months ago, and then I think Debbie got COVID or something like that happened, so she wasn't able to come, so they, they had to book it here. And it sucked because they had been building it to a nice little crescendo. I know that uh, uh, Tim Tersai wrote a really great article for Voices of Wrestling about you know this build, and, and they've been really doing a great job of it. And then like a day before this match was going to happen, it got you know it, 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 it you know they had to take it away and, and take you know, not book it and, and had to kind of rebook it and, and they weren't sure if they were ever going to get this match happen again. And they did. And I thought this was pretty damn good. There was 10 minutes of no nonsense. I think Masha's looked really good this year. I've, I've liked a lot of what I've seen from her. And, and like some people have said, like she's been in matches with like a lot of really good dudes, like, like wrestling a lot of good men. And maybe that's making her look a little bit better, but I think maybe she's just getting a lot better. Cause in this match, I thought she was good. I thought Debbie Malenko, given her age and given, you know, she's not wrestling that often anymore. Uh, I thought she was really good. And they just went out there and they kicked each other's asses for 10 minutes. So, yeah, more of this, please. All right, so tell me about this Warrior Wrestling show with Will Ospreay versus Blake Christian. Yes. You've been chomping at the bit to just fucking talk shit I... about this uh, incredible <laughs> match here. Yeah, so uh, Will Ospreay versus Blake Christian. Wow, we are way – how are we way over three hours already? Jesus Christ, didn't know that was possible. Anyway, we'll go over anyway. Screw it. Sponsor on the Indies. We can go longer. Uh, Will Ospreay, Blake Christian, Warrior Wrestling 21. Uh, awesome, awesome main event. I mean, so this is – Warrior Wrestling obviously mostly runs in Chicago, but they've started to kind of branch out a little bit uh, over the last year. Which he's, kind of feeling, he's kind of feeling himself, this guy. Yeah, you know? yeah, and we talked about it. Like, they, they – they, you know, they used to only run the high school. It used to be kind of a, a product of the high school. He has made it public that, hey, we broke away from the high school. I am now running this as an independent thing. I, I am just independently promoting this away from the high school. It's not a fundraiser anymore. It's, it's a wrestling company. It's, it's a full-fledged yeah. uh, wrestling company now. And they've run some different areas. They haven't just run the high school. They've run in Indiana. They were in Indianapolis a couple weeks ago. And then they came back here to South Bend, Indiana, which is not – I mean, that's not Chicago anymore. I mean, Indianapolis is, is clearly not Chicago. South Bend also – not Chicago at all, and they're drawing some decent houses. Like this wasn't a fully uh, full building, but it was a pretty decent house, uh, and it was a hot crowd that was interested in, in this entire show. And this was a hell of a show, uh, again from Warrior Wrestling. And there always used to be this thing with Warrior Wrestling where the matches on paper always looked really good, but then you'd actually watch the shows or watch the matches, and they were fine, like they were okay. They've now kind of turned into just sort of booking really good wrestlers against each other. Like, it used to be, hey, we're going to get Alberto El Patron, or we're going to get this guy, or we're going to get that guy, and they're going to get people that have names but aren't necessarily great bell-to-bell wrestlers. Now they're booking great bell-to-bell wrestlers and having them have great bell-to-bell matches because, yeah, Will Ospreay and Blake Christian go out there, 
and just tear the fucking house down. Now, Will Ospreay is in South Bend, Indiana on Warrior Wrestling streaming on Fight TV. He doesn't need to bust his ass. He doesn't need to work very hard. He does, though. He does. This is as good as the John Moxley match. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of the same spots, a lot of the... I mean, just... This dude's fucking insane. Why are you working this hard in South Bend, Indiana for Warrior Wrestling? But he does, because that's what he does, because that's Will Ospreay. So, yeah, he so clearly the wrestler of the year uh, to me. I, I I don't think there's any question who, 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 you know, if you're watching as much wrestling as, as you know, we are or, or any hardcore wrestling fan is, you've seen a shit ton of Will Ospreay this year, and almost all of it's been great. Uh, Blake Christian, I think the run in WWE has helped him. He has a whole different approach to wrestling. I think he's a lot better than he was when he left, so kudos to him. He's been working his ass off. Go out of your way to watch this match. I went four and a quarter on it. I could easily see four and a half. I saw some five stars. Totally could see that. Watch Will Ospreay and Blake Christian Warrior Wrestling 21 if you can. Really, really good. Uh, as far as other stuff on the show, uh, Carl, Fredrick, uh, Carl Fredericks and Clark Connors had a really, really good match. It's exactly what you would assume a Carl Fredericks Clark Connors would uh, match would be, but they just beat the shit out of each other. Uh, Carl Fredericks gets the win. Uh, that was solid. Swerve Strickland and Adam Brooks. I don't know if you followed, but Adam Brooks uh, is taking a lot more U.S. Uh, indie bookings, kind of realizing that uh, the landscape in Australia not great right now <laughs> for wrestling, so has decided uh, to come stateside, give that another try again. Uh, so he's booked here for Warrior Wrestling and Swerve Strickland. Really, really good stuff there. Uh, so definitely check Adam that Brooks, out. Adam Brooks just did a swing through Texas. Not. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Nice. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, – he, if you're smart, if you're a wrestling promoter, uh, and you have an open spot on one of your shows, you should probably book Adam Brooks because he is really, really good. Uh, and this was awesome. These were two high-level professional wrestlers going out there. You know what I mean? Brooks and, and, and Swerve, both, like, top, top-tier dudes. Like, not I, – I don't know the best way to say this, but, like, in, in, in the quote-unquote indies, like, these guys are clearly, like, head and shoulders above everybody else just in the way they approach wrestling and, and, and just all that. So really, really good stuff there. Um, and then, honestly, the triple threat. This is for the women, the Warrior uh, Wrestling Women's title is Athena, Sky Blue, and Shazza McKenzie. You might think, oh boy, that has potential to be really bad. And there were some rough spots. There was some stuff that didn't work, but I thought they did the triple threat. I know they called it a triple threat. Don't get mad at me. They called it a triple threat. Uh, they did the stipulation Ugh. pretty well. They did a lot of, of spots that kind of involved all three women. And I think overall it was better than you probably think it was. So Athena got the win. Uh, she is the new Warrior women, uh, Wrestling Women's Champion because Thunder Rosa uh, gave up the title because... In no uncertain terms, I gotta do stuff for AEW. I can't be having these indie titles anymore. Well, uh, so not, not, title, yeah. not only that, but this is a warning to other indie promoters: don't put your titles on AEW wrestlers because then they, you can't get them off of them, right? Because they can't lose. Yeah, she's not gonna lose, and she's not gonna. She doesn't want to run these shows. So yeah, it was it was kind of two full thing here. So yeah, yeah. a nice a, again, like we talked about a little bit earlier. If you're gonna book AEW talent on an indies, assume that they're gonna win, and don't give them the title because then they're gonna have to win all the time. So. Put them in like a uh, put them in like a feature match that doesn't have anything to do with your storylines, and you know because it, once you start putting titles on them, and don't put them over your key people, don't put them against your key people because right. they have to win. So it's a big problem. Um, so there you go. That was Warrior Wrestling 21. It's also available on Fight, so I would definitely uh, recommend that. Voicewrestling.com/slash/fight. Uh, it was a pretty good show, uh, production-wise, really, really good. And uh, yeah, I, I think Warrior's doing some pretty interesting stuff here. They're they're starting to really become. Uh, a player uh, in the uh, in the Chicago indie scene, so cool. Another indie for us. It's a super indie. It's another. It's yep. a super indie. Uh, I would definitely call it that. AAW is running Friday. There's so much going on this week. We we are going to have a thousand things to talk about and review on next week's show. Um, you're probably going on. That probably means you're going on vacation. No, no, no. I'll be, so I'll be here. I'll be here. I'll be here. All right. So uh, 
AAW never say die. Uh, Rich, you are the AAW man. Do you want to tell us the uh, the key matches to keep an eye on here this Friday? This is also on Fight, which you can order through our link. Yep, yep. VoiceToWrestling.com slash Fight. Uh, this Friday in Chicago, I am uh, potentially going to this show. I have to figure out how the day goes. Uh, the work uh, day is always kind of tough on a Friday. Uh, so we'll see. So you have your main event, Steel Cage match. Uh, Silas Young versus Manders. It's been a long time building here. Silas Young is, is has been owning the the scene again. You know, just kind of coming in as a an asshole. You know, the the last great man stuff, all that sort of stuff. He's doing again. Uh, he's gonna face Manders here in a steel cage match. Uh, AEW heavyweight title Matt Fitchett versus Eric Young. They're bringing Eric Young in here. Uh, he's gonna face Matt Fitchett. Looks like a pretty fun match there. Uh, AEW Heritage Championship match Ace Austin versus Myron Reed. Big Beef Gnarls Garvin, who the last time Big Beef was in AEW had one of my favorite AEW matches I've ever seen live. Big Beef went out there and just fucking killed it. Uh, so I'm interested. It's Big Beef versus Josh Alexander, so I'm very excited in that. Uh, Miracle, the Mike Bennett guy, versus Fred Yehi. So interested in that uh, as well. So it looks like a pretty fun card. Uh, Ace Perry and Hammerstone, uh, the AEW Tag Team Champions against Rush Jones and Heather Reckless. Uh, also, ACH, Jossie, and question mark another x here in aw uh, versus hakeem zane karam uh, and ren jones and a bunch of other uh, names kind of announced but no official matches for them uh, as well so looks like a hell of a show steel cage uh Fitchett versus young looks pretty good and i think that that, that big beef uh, versus jocks alexander definitely a match to uh, keep an eye on for sure so if rich goes he'll review it here or behind the paywall or somewhere uh so we'll see about that pwg announced their, their lineup for delivering the goods here's what rich wrote verbatim in the notes looking forward to complaining about not being able to watch this show until august then it coming out in july but then still not watching it <laughs> right I that I mean, isn't that what it's gonna deprived. be yes uh but the lineup sure looks good look if i could buy a ticket to this i'd go uh, am i waiting around for the fucking dvd I, i'm not gonna be interested anymore we've been over this a million times but we've got uh shane haste versus jack cartwheel Konosuke Takeshita versus Aramis. Uh, I blew the Takeshita that time. I, did. I, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, Jonathan Gresham versus Kevin Blackwood. Uh, the Briscoes versus Aussie Open. My God, does that look great. I mean, that looks great. You know, you have Game Changer who books the Briscoes with Boosie. And then you have <laughs> PWG. Yeah, who books them with Aussie Open, yeah. I mean, you know, one promotion, you know, knows what they're doing and the other one yeah, doesn't. Yeah, why can't I mean, this really promotion have out. 15 fucking shows every month on fights instead yeah. of that other one? But there we go. You know, to be fair, I guess the Game Changer fans enjoy the Boosie, so that's a good match for them. But uh, it certainly isn't getting me in the uh, in the door. It's pronounced Boosie, right? Why would I don't you pronounce know. It? I don't care. I don't want to know. Why would you pronounce it Bussy? Because if it's supposed to be like pussy, then it would be boosy. I don't know. You've thought about this um, way more than I have ever thought about boosy or bussy or any of that shit. So. Black Taurus versus Blake Christian, Biff Busick versus Mike Bailey. Uh, Mike Bailey's set to have another great match, and then Bandito defends the title against Daniel Garcia. So, Hell yeah, it show. obviously looks God. like a <laughs> great show. And I'll never watch. Yeah, we'll never so. watch it. And the problem, like, the people are always like, oh, you know, we, we know, we know the model. You don't have to tell us. We understand the model. It's just. Yeah. For the purposes of this show, like we don't, I don't watch wrestling for pleasure anymore. Really, like I still do from time to time, but like that sort of stuff, I watch like a, a current stuff. I will watch because I want to talk about it on the show. When are we? I mean, we're not gonna on on August fifteenth review PWG delivering the goods from May. You know what I mean? Like we're just not gonna do it. So yeah, 
I just never watch it. It sucks because it looks awesome. But yeah, I feel like that Briscoe's Aussie Open. I probably have to watch though. I mean, that sounds fucking tremendous, right? It really, it really looked great on paper. I mean, oh. excited Aussie to Open. not get the DVD, oh. so <laughs> can't wait. Rich, tell us about this Defy debuting on Pluto. I yes. didn't know anything about this. So the show itself, I mean, there's not a ton of stuff to talk about. John Moxley versus Tom Lawler. Uh, Christopher Daniels and Midnight Heat versus Adam Brooks. Before I mentioned Adam Brooks. Nick Wayne and Swerve. Big Damo versus Kevin Blackwood. That's the announced matches right now. But what's the interesting part about the Defy wrestling? Defy, obviously, Indy out of Seattle. Uh, Matt Farmer. I believe a Matt Farmer production there. Yes. Uh, former guest on Voice of Wrestling. Did, our, did some Hall of Fame shows yeah. with us. Wrestling was Hall of Fame shows with us. Uh, he is... Uh, he's got his Indy on Pluto. So now, Defy is has been on the Pluto Pro Wrestling Channel. I don't know if you've ever delved into the Pluto wrestling channels but it shows some random indies defy i forget the other ones that they have on there and pluto's got a few other wrestling channels it's got an impact channel that if you just watch it there's just always impact streaming on it all day it's, it's not bad like sometimes i'll put it on just to have as background noise or whatever uh there's also a triple a channel which is pretty fun to, to put on as well they will just air random triple a from from their history uh but then there's this pro wrestling channel which shows a bunch of replays of defy events and a few other indies they're airing live this show this weekend airing live on Pluto's Pro Wrestling Channel. So I believe this will be the first time that Pluto, uh, the Pro Wrestling Channel Pluto, is showing live wrestling shows. So that's really interesting there. It's another player in the in the field that maybe more people see this or maybe, hey, this does pretty well, and they can start airing some more stuff on there. So it's an interesting thing. Pluto is completely free. It's kind of ad-supported, so you get on there. It plays ads before and after every video that you watch. It cuts in between the video to play an ad or whatever so i don't know how this is going to work with like a live wrestling show i don't know if it's going to cut in with the ads uh, like that or, or how it's going to work but uh, i'm excited to see it i'm excited to, i hope it works out for them because i think another way to watch wrestling live is is great and, and defy from what i've seen i really like what defy does uh and more opportunities to watch them and maybe watch them live uh, i'm definitely down for so uh, uh definitely try to check it out this weekend on uh, on, on pluto so yeah defy wild ones uh, airing on, on, on pluto so They've done a good job growing that promotion over the years. So um, this is another step that's uh, really become, you know, one of the promotions that are really an anchor on the indie scene in terms of, you know, you're going to get a quality show with quality names and quality production, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so uh, up in the Pacific Northwest there. So, and I think it's good that there's anchor promotions like that all over the country, because then that means, you know, everybody's going to use the, uh, the same core group of, of, of national names, you know, that, that, that draw people in. But then it also gives uh, the, the, the local talent in, in some of these regions a chance to work with these people. So when you have a stable promotion that does a nice job like the Defy, that means a lot of the Pacific Northwest guys who normally wouldn't be getting any kind of exposure if there's not, you know, a solid promotion up there are getting exposure now right. because they're working on shows with John Moxley and, 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 and Swerve uh, Strickland and, and, you know, all the people that Defy uses on a regular basis. So, All right. I think that's it. We uh, are, are well over time here. We have we have bounce around the Indies. Anything else you need to add, bounce around the Indies? Anything else you need to add on the show before we uh... – I, This is – I don't know. I think we covered fucking literally everything. Yeah, we I mean, covered – This is one of them old school shows that <laughs> we do everything. Every part of the wrestling world. Yeah. As excruciating details we possibly could, and then also Liv Tyler's uh, current acting uh, career. So there you go. That is what you got on this week's flagship. Flagshippatreon.com, uh, voicewrestling.com slash uh, Patreon. 
um patreon.com slash voices wrestling as well for all of that stuff one dollar five dollars ten dollars tiers to get additional stuff live flagships all the other premium stuff we do uh voiceswrestling.com for all the previews reviews columns uh, and also the voice wrestling podcast network we refer to a few shows uh during this show as well but a lot of great stuff up there uh right now podcasts about every corner of wrestling just like we do here uh anything about new japan everything about you know, noah all japan WWE, aw classic retro stuff tna classic retro wcw we have all that stuff up there uh over at the uh, voice wrestling podcast network so make sure you subscribe to that on your podcast app of choice so that is it for us so for joe lanza i'm rich Krejci. we'll talk to you next time on the flagship podcast take care say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill